One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now. Whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Right, we're on. We're back, guys. We're back. And this week, I have an episode for you that's going to absolutely bang on all levels. I'm super hyped to introduce this man to you. But before I do, a lot of e-commerce podcasts that I've done have been uh, like with brands and, and I've done some with pe- with people that have d- done dropshipping as well. But the reason why this one is going to be so, so crucial for all of you to listen to is because we're going to we're talking to a guy who who's who since 19 years old has been massively financially free in life he's he's got multiple multiple stores i've seen everything he's done and not only that i've seen firsthand in my living room i watched him in two and a half hours build a build a dropshipping store and a full brand from scratch and we ran ads and it scaled and it and it was profitable. So so before I introduce this guy, I wanted to make sure that you knew that before we before we got there. Lester Javalona, welcome to the podcast, mate. Nice to be on here. This was uh, meant to be two months ago, mate. It's 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 been uh, yeah, probably about two or three months. I'd say I've, yeah. I've been I've been on it year about doing this, but I know podcasts aren't normally your your thing, are they? Yeah, I like to. I kind of like to be low-key about everything. Yeah. A lot a lot, a lot of people in, in, in your space are low-key. Yeah. But the reason why I wanted you to come on is because, like, what you've achieved by 19 years old, you know. Yeah. Um, I know you're 20 now, mm-hmm. but that's only just a recent thing. But by 19 years old, I saw, on a personal level, I saw you had a million dollars in the bank cash. Mm-hmm. You got other assets. You got stores turned over 18, 20, 30, 40 grand a day, yeah. multiple stores. There's a lot of people in e-com that talk and, and, and dropshipping that talk about revenue numbers and talk yeah. about this, that, and the other. But but I've fucking seen what you've done, and it's yeah. fucking impressive, man. And I think that this podcast is going to be so powerful because it's going gonna, it's gonna to join everything else that I've done on this podcast mm-hmm. together. So everything that I've talked about with brands and everything I've talked about with previous people that have done dropshipping and that, that it, it, it was really fucking powerful for people. Yeah. But I think you can put the the piece in the middle together and show people like, you know, okay, yes, this can be achieved, but this is what's going to have to go into it. This is what's going to have to just, just, just even bring it even further down to the reality of like what you had to go through from yeah, a young definitely. age to get to this. Because it's easy to say you're 19 years old with, with this, this and this and this, but it's like... Just give for them, for them, for them that have never heard of you, never, never seen what you've done. Mm-hmm. Where, di- where did it even begin for you? Like, like, talk, talk to me about you growing up and and how and what it was like and why you even pursued ecom in the first place. Yeah, so I've been in 
e-com, you can call it dropshipping, but I've been in it for about five years now. Uh, it started, actually, uh, this is a bit of backstory, but in grade eight, I actually got expelled from my high school. Yeah. And I got expelled because um, I got like I got in a fight with someone who was being like super racist to me. And I think as a kid, that's when it started, like that's when the drive started because like, I'm like, I'm not going to take shit from life. I'm not going to take shit from anyone. And that's when, like, that fight back mentality started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, long story short, I got expelled. And obviously, like, Asian parents, they were, like, putting pressure on me. Like, oh, what the fuck? You just messed up your whole school, your whole career. And they said, like, they worked hard. And now, like, you're going to amount to nothing because, like, you got kicked out of school. And I remember sitting there in my room. And I asked myself, did I mess up? Is that it? And I thought to myself, I thought of it logically. I was like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is just like make a bunch of money. So I, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this where they Google, how do I make money? And then back in the day I was doing, um, I did, I pretty much done everything like to make money. I started off with, um, this thing called swag bucks where you like watch ads and get like a little bit of pennies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I did a little bit of affiliate marketing in 2018. I started a blog. Um, yeah, I, I was in cryptocurrency in like 2017, but didn't pursue it. But I think the reason why I ended up with drop shipping and e-com is that's what made sense to me. Because for anyone who doesn't know, drop shipping is just an inventory business model. It's not a scam. Because uh, a lot of people say like, oh, you're buying it for 10 bucks, you're selling it for 20, like you're a scammer. It's only a scam if you make it a scam. You don't send your products, you um, send fake products, dodgy products. That's the only way it becomes a scam. But at the end of the day, it's just an inventory business model. And a lot of people talk about brand building. And for me, with building brands, I build a brand. The only thing is I drop ship how I send it to the customer. Yeah. Now I'm doing more 3PLs because it's faster. You get better shipping times. And 3PLs is like third-party third third logistics. Third-party yeah. logistics, yeah. So um, I have a warehouse in the APEC region and EUA region, and that's just how we get it quicker because at the end of the day, you start with, off with drop shipping, but the thing you start off with is not the thing that you end up with because you always have to progress. You always have to advance. And, yeah, so... Um, I think the the fastest way for customers to receive their products was using better shipping times, better carriers. But um, yeah, so long story short, uh, I went to other schools and I think I just had that entrepreneur drive. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you just have that drive where um, you just you feel like you need to do something. Because a lot of people, like 90% of people, they just let life go with the flow. Yeah, do fuck all. Yeah, do nothing. Whereas for me, I couldn't do nothing. I had to do something with my life. And pretty much, uh, so that was in grade 8. Zero success, grade 9. Grade 10 was when I started dabbling into dropshipping. So this was still, so you started to, to really get into dropshipping yeah. in, in, in your school, in your teen. So you, what, what would you be then, like 15, 16? Yeah, 15. Yeah. Uh, that was in grade 10. And then, um, so in grade 10, I was just going to like a normal public school because my parents didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't born in a super rich family or a super poor family. You were based in Townsville, weren't yeah. you? I'd yeah. say like we were middle class. 
because mum's a mum was a receptionist at a hotel, dad was a nurse. Like they did everything to put the bill to pay the bills and put food on the table. But the thing is that um I just felt like I felt this urge that I need to do something with my life and I need to like make my parents proud because that's the, like the culture I was raised in where you if you want something. My dad taught me this when I was a kid. He said, "If you want something, you could go get it. Whatever it is, you could get it. You want a nice car, you want a nice house, you want to live in a nice place." You could go get it. You just have to be willing to work for it. Yeah. And um, so in grade 10, I got a job at – actually, grade 9, I got a job at McDonald's because I was finally old enough to work. And um, grade 10 – and I, I had this perception that I needed to go to school still to be successful. So you so you so even though you knew that going out to work to earn some money and to start making money moving your life was a good was a good thing – you were still like because of maybe the Asian parents mm-hmm. kind of thing where they all whether a lot of the Asian parents want their son to be a doctor or, yeah. or or this kind of this they put this kind of pressure that they 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 keep you indoctrinated in that that cycle that system where it's like go to go to work go to school get a job and and, yeah. and get a mortgage and start to live life in 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 debt but the wrong kind of debt yeah well i just realized from an early age like that that's not for me and I realized as well, I think I read this somewhere, it's like your children aren't your retirement fund and your parents aren't your fallback. And I was like, that's so true. Such a powerful statement. Because, so, anyway, I was, grade 10, I was working at McDonald's and I said to myself, mom, I want to go to a private school because I thought I need to go to a private school. To get a better education. To get a better education, yeah. And a lot of my friends, because um, I was just, I was just addicted to people who were successful like I'd stalk um, people locally and like try to figure out like how did they come to this amount of success so when you say when you say that I was were you looking at success as like the, the nice car the nice yeah, house yeah, yeah. that's how a lot of people perceive success your too. typical child they'll look at like the smoking mirrors especially like the Instagram yeah and yeah pretty much um, I was just fascinated with successful people and I thought, okay, well, I need to get a good education because that's, that's what my parents taught me. You need to get a good education if you want to be something in life. So I, I asked mum, can you get me into this private school? She said, no, she can't afford it, which is fair because um, my parents support their family overseas and they're like barely getting by. So mum tried to take out like a loan to pay for my school, but... Because you've asked her for and she wants yeah. to provide for her son. Yeah. yeah. And she she tried her best, but um, like my parents are bankrupt, so they couldn't get a loan or anything. And that's when I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go pay for it myself. And that was when I was working at McDonald's, $10.60 an hour. And I was like, like if you work out the math, it's like over 500 hours just to pay for like your school fees is pretty crazy. But, but you did all that. Yeah, I did it. And then in 2018, I moved to the private school. And I think at the start when I moved there, I because like when you meet new friends, and that's why I'm super um, selective with who I hang out with now. Because back then, like obviously it's high school, like you, you bully kids and then you have fun, you go out partying. Uh, you don't really do any work because like that's the cool thing to do. But... 
a, what a lot of these kids don't realize is the cool thing to do isn't always the right thing to do. You have to do what what like your internal self wants to do. Yeah. And um, whenever the, the the weird thing is, every time I get straight away from my passion, like the universe just has this like magic thing where it just like drives me back. What was what was? Give me an example of a of a of a of a way that you've been brought back into line and a way that you got offline recently. Recently, okay. So um, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but in June, July, I crashed my car. Yeah, so so yeah. I don't know if you saw, but like the past two weeks before I crashed my car, I was I was down the Gold Coast partying, uh, having fun, kicking back. And that didn't was, I message you around this point? You did. You what did, did I say to you? Do you remember? Um, oh, I don't remember. I think. I was, uh, Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember messaging you when you were going through this stage in your life. Yeah. Saying, and I, I, I seem to do. I, I. I did this in another situation in your life recently, and I think I told you before the podcast in relation to some other businesses that you were going mm-hmm. into. I'm like, mate, stay on your course. Yeah, stay your course. Do do. It's not about you. You you are doing really well, and you're doing some good shit. Like when you're doing some good shit, I understand you're 20 years old. Yeah, but you don't need to be fucking with this shit. Yeah. Right? Because, oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um Lambo stuff. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. So um anyway so in. 2018, I was trying to get different businesses started, different dropshipping stores. So what I would do is, because obviously I had to put money aside to be able to fund these stores. So what I'd do is I'd work at McDonald's. Um, I was working crazy shifts back then, like 30 hours a week and then school. So my schedule would be, I wake up at 8 o'clock, I go to school by 9 and then from nine to three, I'm at school. And like in between school, a lot of people know this as well that I went to school with. I'd go in the library sometimes, and I'd just like I just learn because that's why I thought I needed to. I was learning too much. More about that later. But what I did was um, I'd like work on my business in school as well, and then like where to get around. Like oh, let's starting business. And um, was there any was there any like bullying on the back of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought so there would I'm be about to get to that. So, uh, and then, so nine to three, I work, I uh, went to school and then three to 11, pretty much every single weekday I'd work at McDonald's and it was, it was crazy because I was working at McDonald's and then obviously people knew I was starting a business and then, uh, like some girls from my school, like saw me working there and they'd laugh at me and be like, oh, like, why is he working at McDonald's when he's like starting a business? Because, like, most of them pretty... Because it's, it's private school. Most of them pretty privileged kids. And little do they know, like, I'm trying to pay for my education. Yeah, you're trying to move things forward yeah. for you. And, and and in order for you to do that, you were funding your schooling through working working yourself and working all these hours. Yeah. And did you... But did you find, though, by putting yourself in a private school, it allowed you to get better connections for when you left school? Not at all. So... What I found is a pri- the private school and the public school completely the same. I don't know if it's because um, obviously like maybe it's more different in bigger cities. I was in Townsville, um, but I think it was the same because um, at the end of the day, it's just a school. Most schools are the same. There's like the, the cool kids, there's like the nerds, the fucking bullies. The cool girls, the boring girls, like there's, 
I think it's all the same social dynamic. But, um, yeah, so that was in grade 10. And then uh, I was doing photography on the side as well. And uh, I was also flipping scooter parts, like, you know, the little scooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and a lot of people that message me right now, like, they're always like, oh, I remember you when you were in the skate park, like, hustling people for, like, scooter parts. Because I think I've just always had, like, that hustle mentality. So something that's always burnt deep within you. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe then the... the with with a lot of people who want to do dropshipping or want yeah. to start an e-com, maybe it's a case of them sitting down with themselves and actually understanding first and foremost if they have the burning desire to do it because there's a lot of barriers to push yeah you need to have i think at the end of the day it comes down to your philosophy what do you believe in do you believe that this is for you because i've worked with a lot of people i've tried to help a lot of people because it's just my passion project to help people succeed i don't sell a course i don't um most of the time i don't charge people except recently but back when i was like i was upcoming up and coming, I didn't charge anyone for anything. I was helping as many people as I could. You've always helped. You've always you've always helped me and showed me bits, yeah. and stuff like that, and and hopefully I've given you given you help on the on the return in a different aspect of life. But it's that 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 is another fundamental reason why I wanted you on here mm-hmm. is because you, you is because you don't sell. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It it's all it's all value with you. Yeah. Like obviously you've seen my Shopify results. Um, they're not screenshots. They're live results. Like I can show you live yeah, result yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, go on, go on. Show, show the camera a live result. Go on. <laughs> oh, this is this is this this, me. this is this is this is why this is why I just have to, to cover anything. Yeah, but I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. So that's twenty seven k. Yeah, show you it's a, it's a live Shopify. Obviously, twenty seven visitors right now. Yeah, I think I try and cover the store. Yeah. So obviously, like we did twenty seven k in sales today. That's held up to the camera right now. That's probably like twenty percent margins. And what? And that's margins. one store out of how many at the moment? That's probably four stores that are running right now. So is that is that a high grossing store? Uh it's the highest right now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so what would you say total on four stores you're doing at the moment? Probably thirty forty k a day. Thirty forty k, and that's twenty thirty percent margins depending on the day. Right. So. So, you, so you, you, you in your pocket, mm-hmm. obviously excluding taxes and all yeah. that stuff. But after, after you ship the product, this that, and the other, per 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 day, what's in your pocket? Well, um, most of it is the business money. Yeah, the business money. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? What's in 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 the business's pocket? Like ten grand a day? Yeah, probably around that. Ten grand a day. So you, at this moment in time, you're doing three hundred k a month. Yeah. In the, in the business's yeah. pocket obviously you've got to pay tax staff as well staff as yeah. well so you'll probably you'll probably look after you've paid your tax your staff and all that stuff what mm-hmm. would you say like a hundred in in in, in the, of the of the business making profit oh, after you've paid 200 200 yeah there you go guys that's some <laughs> that's some serious numbers yeah. isn't it for 20 years old yeah but it's weird because no matter what figure I push no matter what number I do I feel within myself it's not enough why is that I think it's just as like it as the per, like the person I am I want to keep going I want to push the one thing I've always noticed about you is it's not really about the number you it's just en- you just enjoy doing it yeah 
it's the same with me and this, mate. Yeah. You know this lights me up. Oh, yeah. You can see 100%. it fucking lights me up. Yeah. There's been... There's plenty... Look, I could I could make a fucking shit ton of money if I wasn't doing this right now. Yeah, definitely. But I just believe in the long term of this. I believe that all that will flow to me when it's right with mm-hmm. this. And I can do what I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll just keep other balls in the air to, to fund this while I'm, while I'm rolling down the road. Yeah. But it's so important that when you, when you find that thing for you, mm-hmm. like e-com to you and this to me, that you fucking lean into it. Yeah. And you just go balls deep into it and you don't, every fucker will have an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Every fucker will have an opinion on it. Every time I see you looking at something else, yeah. I fucking message you or voice yeah, note yeah. you. And I'm like, do it. stop fucking doing that. Yeah. Just stop That's it. That's thing. <laughs> because a- you need to be held accountable and I need the same. Like, if I start looking yeah. at fucking something stupid, I need to be brought back into line yep. as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's what I was saying before. I think, the, I don't know, it's weird. I'm like a big universe type of person. And I yeah. think the universe, like, will use you or someone and just tell me, like, just get back on what you're good at. Get back to your bread and butter. But what was the, you were going to tell me what the most recent time that happened to you was. Yeah. Yeah. What? what, what? Uh, so it was. Because you crashed the car and then you're saying that that, that that was the reason you got brought back on track. And was that just because. So. How I got brought back on track was um, obviously it crashed the car, but it it just like showed me that I'm not invincible because I was yeah. having a lot of good months, good profitable months, and I was spending like a dog. Yeah. But um, at like I, I felt invincible, but it kind of just brought me back down to earth, and that was like okay, look, you've because I've I got so many I call them omens. I don't know if you've read the book The Alchemist. Not the alchemist. No, I haven't. So I haven't to read that. it talks about um, omens, and it's like it's a sign. And I got a lot of like signs that I need to get back at what I'm, what I'm good at. But I guess um, obviously it's also your friend group. Yeah. So um, back then it wasn't really a good friend group. It was more of um, like acquaintances. Yeah, acquaintances, and it is because I just moved to Brisbane. But um, anyway, back to my story. Uh. Uh, or more about the um, the people I was helping before uh, when I was like up and coming. One thing I learned was you can't lead a horse to water and make him drink, and you can't send a boy to uni and make him think. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's a fucking good quote. Yeah, <laughs> is that an original? No, like the, 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 I think the uni, the uni, and not think one. I might have read it somewhere. Yeah. But I've, I've heard the I've heard the horse to water and drink. Obviously, like there's a, there's a lot of people going through that, but. Is yeah, when you when you just go just just to just to go back a second. Yep. When you when you crashed the car, I was mm-hmm. I was I was like fucking hell, bro! Like, please, bruv, just yeah. <laughs> just fucking rein it in, man! Like, so you don't need to you don't need to be everywhere. Can, can I? I want to say this to you, right? Yeah. And I say I say it to you on the end. I say I say it to you, I say it to you off off air as well, but like. You walked in my apartment one day and you were covered top to toe in drip, yeah. right? Drip. I think it was like Balenciaga's Gucci shirt, yeah, yeah. fucking this, that and the other. And I'd noticed you'd constantly been going out to all these shops. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with these shops. Yeah, yeah. I understand that buying designer mm-hmm. is art and, yeah. and, and it's pieces and you deserve it. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that. But I thought, fuck me, bro. Like, you don't need to be in there every fucking, yeah. every th- two days buying yeah. shit. Because you're doing well, like 
you don't need what how much designer do you need mm-hmm. it was my thought process i mean i don't know how you thought about that at the time i know it's i know it's some kind of passion of yours yeah. but did you did you ever get to the point where you're thinking <laughs> fuck i'm going in there for no reason so this is like it's kind of vain but the only reason why i like to buy a lot of designer is um well first of all like it was kind of my upbringing because like, you didn't have them because you didn't have the money Yes, but also because, uh, my, like, my parents pedestalized it. They put it on a pedestal where, ah, right, okay, like, oh, he's she's got a Gucci bag. Yeah. Oh, she's so, got you, a so bag. you subconsciously got that in your yeah. mind now. But what I did was I built around it. So what I did was ten percent of whatever I make, I'm going to spend on designer, uh, on anything. Yeah, that's ten percent of my salary. <laughs> Not the business money. The business money is the business money because I just work for my business. But what I did was I read this in The Richest Man in Babylon where you put different categories as to what you spend stuff on. So 10% I spend. Another 10% I give to because I support a local church in Townsville. It's like a little Filipino church. Yeah. But the reason why you want to have money that you spend is because you're going to have that urge. Yeah. You're always going to have that urge. But you have to be smart with how you spend it. So what I did was 10%, whatever it is, I have to spend it. End of the week, I have to spend it. Yeah. I lo- on whatever. I, yeah, I love that. And I think that's something that we should all put in our lives. So, cause, cause the only thing I was, I was like look, looking from the outside in because I yeah. saw for like a whole month on Instagram, <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. designer stores, designer stores, designer stores, designer stores. I'm like, bro, like 10, 20, 30K. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, do, you, what, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, can you, can you just, can you just build six more fucking successful yeah. Shopify stores and then, and then send me the screenshot and then go there again? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted you to, 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 to be in the game. Cause I think, mm-hmm. I think that was a part of the time when you were kind of like out getting a bit off the track as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, Let's just let's just put it into context as well, guys, for for everyone that's listening as well. Less is twenty, right? Twenty now, yeah. yeah. This this we're talking about when he's like nineteen, early early when he was nineteen. This was, and to be to be turning over three hundred k at nineteen, yeah, and to be as mature as what you actually are is mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Credit to yourself. Thank you. Credit to yourself, mate, because most most 19-year-olds I know that make that kind of wedge, mm-hmm. they fucking, they do the fucking hockey stick, yeah. and then they fucking fall off the face of the world. Yeah, because another thing is, I was talking to you about this a while, I think the first time we met, I was talking like, I really want to buy like a supercar, and I only had a million dollars back then, obviously I, I can't really finance anything, because like I've got one, two years of company history, so yeah. I can't finance like a supercar, but I really wanted a supercar, I was telling you that. Mm. And um, like I was like I was considering spending like half of my whole net worth on a supercar, but it's silly. Why didn't you? So I didn't because I thought of it logically. Like I'm gonna spend half of this on a car that's probably did, gonna depreciate in value. Yeah, and it just doesn't make what sense. What did I? What did I? What did I say to you? I'm sure I would have said something. I remember you said it's just it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, I, mate, because. I've been, I've got quite a few friends that have supercars mm-hmm. and I've been in quite a few supercars and, and a few of my mates in England have done very fucking well. Yeah. And they're just, 
you, if if you can like for me on a personal level, five hundred k in Australia on a Lambo mm-hmm. or five hundred thousand dollars into ads for my yep. podcast to help more people. You tell me what makes more impact in the world right now. Yeah, that's definitely. the way I see it, bro. Yeah, it's like I'm going to get much more fulfillment from another. 10,000 people yeah. sending me a message on Instagram telling me that their life's changed when they listen to my content than I'm ever going to get by sitting in a Lambo on my own with some yeah. hot chick of that week. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my thought process. And I thought, that's why I believe it's like, you. I might get one in the future. Yeah, yeah same. But, 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 but right now, your capital is better spent yeah, on building more exactly. assets that earn you more money so you can help more people, yeah. right? That's the way I, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the, so, the road um, I was thinking of. It was, it was actually really convenient because during that time I really wanted to buy one. Um, and like there was, there's like ways you could get like loans for it, but yeah. it's like high interest. But, um, one of my friends, Eli, Eli Dangerfield, yeah. he, um, he like taught me to delay that gratification because like he's got millions in the bank and he just drives a 200k car. Like he yeah. could go buy a McLaren, but he chooses not to because he knows that, uh, he he taught me this a while ago. He explained it really well. I can't really explain it well now, but it was that um, if if you buy it now, then you're telling yourself that you could just like ease off the gas. Yeah, ease off exactly. the gas. And and a reason why a lot of people start slowing down is yeah, you've got your foot on the gas, but you've also got your foot on the brake. <laughs> That's so fucking true, mate. And when you you don't realize that your foot's on the brake and you're like, oh, I'm not moving. Yeah, it, it I. I the worst thing a 20-year-old could have, mm-hmm. 19-, 20-year-old could have, is a Lamborghini. Yeah. Because because that tells you that you've already had success yeah. when really you've not even started yeah. on what you could actually fucking achieve. Yeah, definitely. If you if you, you think about it, if you if you can get X amount and start and, and do this by 20 years old, where could you be by 30? If you, if, if you, now, it's not to say that you can't. If you want a Lambo, just hire one for a week, bro. Yeah. They're cheap enough to hire. We're doing that next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You hire it, you get the buzz out of it, you hand it back, you get back to work. Yeah. You get back to working on what you should be working yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, um, one thing I was doing really bad was I was putting it on a pedestal. Because, um, like, especially with designer, like, I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I'm copying a designer shirt. But I looked at it logically. At the end of the day, it's a shirt. It has a price. And my 10% needs to be able to cover that if I'm going to spend that. Otherwise, I'm not going to spend it. Yeah, I, I, love the, I, love the, I love the way that you've put these things in places in place so that you can obviously yeah. move. Because I, I, I personally believe that you sh- with the success that you're having, you should be able to reward yourself along the journey. Yeah. Like that, that's, the whole point. that's the whole point in creating yeah. vast amounts of capital and wealth in your life is, and abundance is to be able to share it with your family, share it with your friends, buy yourself nice yep. things, reward yourself and, re- and look after look after the people you want to look after. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the whole point of what you're doing. It's good to stay grounded. Um, also, so 2018 was like when I was working at Macca's and I was in grade 11. And then 2019 was when I found my first big success with dropshipping, e-com. And that's when I, I'm pretty sure the, the middle of the year I hit my first 100K month. How many th- how many things failed though before you because it's easy I to had say- eight failed stores before my first store that made I think around ten k right yeah and then how many stores between that ten k store and you doing the hundred k one 
fuck, probably 10, 20. Yes. This, this, the this, thing is, if you want to succeed, the formula for success is double your rate of failure. That's all it is. Because when you think about it, like statistically, you could only fail so many times before you succeed. And like it was on your podcast before, it only takes one good thing to succeed. Yeah. You only need to get it right once, once enough. All Abdullah did, essentially, at the time, because that, that's the podcast you're talking about, yeah. is he took a model that was being done to death in Australia, mm-hmm. done to death in the US, done to death in the UK, and he's gone, fuck it, I'll just write it all in Arabic and I'll throw it into, into a country yeah. where there's no, where there's no, no competition. Yeah. And that's boom. He done four hundred k in a month because he went into a market. He took he, he took all the lessons and then just put it into a market yeah. that had that had zero competition. Mm-hmm. So there's a blue ocean. He did the blue ocean strategy. He yeah. put it into a blue ocean, and that's essentially when you hit in, when you you have to be you have to go through all them little nuances to get to it. I mean, mm-hmm. look, let's just let's just talk about it quickly. I watched you build a, a Shopify store in two and a half hours, full yeah. brand. Right, we won't talk about the in the child niche. We'll just talk yeah. about the child niche. I watched him build it in front of my eyes. Watched the whole lot. Screen recorded it. Wizardry, right? <laughs> the, the, all the all the apps, the, the store, right? This this was a fully working Shopify store, fully yeah. branded up with the product, um, with with the email auto sequence, with ev- with everything done yep. on it. Like everything was done. SMS marketing, the whole fucking lot. Everything was, yeah. ev- everything was 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 banging, right? We launched it, and this and the Facebook ad set up too. Yeah. Facebook ad account and the Facebook ad set up. This this is all in two and a half hours on it, yeah. right? Like legit. It, it, I thought this is fucking impossible. Yeah. He showed me it in front of my eyes, right? So we sat there, and we just it just spent two and a half. And I, my brain was like fried at how much I'd seen, and I, and and I, and we we launched the ads, yeah. And then I wake up next day, and it's like one sale, and then and then and then. I was I was out. No, that was the first time I'd ever. I woke up to a ding, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "I was like, ching, yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's the first time I've ever heard that noise because I've never been in yep. the e-com space." Anyway, I was at the gym and I was doing some boxing on the back, and I was mm. like, "Ding ding, done three sales," and you'd also set up an upsell. Yeah, yeah, it, boom. But then, but then everything was going so well, and I thought, "This is brilliant. I'll just yep. keep putting." I'll, I'll go from 1k to 2k ads i'll go from mm-hmm. 2k to 4k i'll go from 4k to 8k i'll go from you yeah. know because i didn't understand this whole game right yeah and then facebook slapped us yeah and then you and then you, and then you realize in that moment what face facebook were like boom because facebook doesn't like drop yeah. drop shipping stores essentially they slapped us they shut the ad accounts down and then you start to lose your momentum because yeah. you gotta you gotta obviously get new ad accounts, this and the other, set up new pages, all this stuff. And this is where people would quit. Yeah. Because and it and it and it and it slowed <laughs> me down no end. Like I'm mm-hmm. still trying to fucking get it working now. Well, the thing is, you can quit or you can keep going. Both are hard. You just have to choose your hard. Yeah. It's like um like somebody told me this ages ago, he's like, Being rich is hard. Being poor is hard. Just choose your heart. Because just because you have money or you don't have money doesn't mean you don't have problems. Being rich is hard. Being poor is hard too. I love that. I love that. Choose it. That's so fucking, mate. It's profound, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Because 
Mate, you know I came here with a bag of clothes and six thousand yep. dollars fucking eight years ago. It, it's been a it's been a long journey to set up a network of friends, a set a network of mm-hmm. of people to put put roots down. Everything you know, I've been broke twice in Australia. Yeah. Well, that's and, the thing. People and, yeah. want to get rich, but they don't want to get rich slow. Yeah. Like, look at look at the big CEOs now, like Davey, for example. It's not like he came out of nowhere. He just recently started being super social, but he was working in the background for years. Yeah, Davey, Davey Foggy's a wizard, bro. Years and years, yeah. He's a wizard. He's a wizard because at the end of the day, he's got he's got a company now that turns over like 300, 400 million a year. Yeah. And like, um, like when I showed you a while ago when I hit my first million, that took me five years. Five years. Yeah, and to me, and do you know the most important thing that I want people to understand yeah. as well? Me and your mates, right? Mm-hmm. You're 20. Yeah. I'm 33 years old. Yeah. You've taught me things, right? Mm-hmm. When, it, when you were 19 years old, you taught me things. I was listening to you when you was 18 yeah. years old, right? That's what you have to be willing to do. Yeah. You have to be willing to listen to people that are younger than you. Yeah. Because even they, they might know things that you don't know. It's very humbling to do that. Yeah. Very humbling. Not many people are willing to do that. And but we all need to understand that it's people like Lester and Lester will be he might he might want he might want to have a TikTok strategy on one of his e com yeah, stores yeah. and he might have to listen to a fifteen year old oh, now. Yeah. But this this is how this is how this is how the, the humbleness evolves. Yep. We all need to be prepared to listen to people that are vastly you younger have, than us. Yeah, you have to learn from from anyone. Because you either get busy learning or you get busy dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're not learning, you're dying. What were some of the things, though, that were the most helpful for you? I mean, when you, with this, with everything that you've done, would you say the execution of just like trial and error, trial and error, mm-hmm. trial and error has been the most powerful thing to you? Or would you say that reading books, do it, looking at YouTube videos yep. and all that kind of stuff was the, was the more powerful element to allow you to have the trajectory you've had? So... For the trajectory, I think the most important thing was figure out your why. Why are you doing it? What's the reason? Because unless you figure out your why, then you don't know why you're doing this. And like the reason why a lot of people can't get up in the morning is they've lost their why. Yeah. They don't know. Like I was like this for a while where I, I just couldn't get up in the morning because I lost my why. Was, was this before you'd made money or after you'd made money? Before and after. Right, so again, you're choosing yeah. your heart, aren't you? Yeah, again, exactly. in, that, in that situation. So what were the steps that you put in place, though, to find your why? Because obviously, as a... So what I do, it's like a little strategy. Yeah. I write down all the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm starting a business, why I want to make money, why I want to be successful. I write down all those reasons, and I put in a hat, and then I leave it. And whenever I'm doubting myself, I'll go pick one out. I'll go read it to myself and reaffirm why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that strategy there, and I, I won't put that one back. I'll go get a different one after. And then I'll keep adding to it as well. Because the reason why you do that is most of the time you forget your why. And a lot of times when people are ungrateful is because they're not practicing gratitude. So yeah. I learned this from, um, I don't know if you know Benjamin Hennock. No, I don't. The wash it guy, Emil's friend with the jet. No, I don't know him. Yeah, so... um. I met him on Instagram and I was like, this guy's insane. He's bought a jet. He's got a Rolls Royce. And then that's when I started analyzing, okay, what's he doing that I'm not doing? 
and he's like singing like fly away on the car and he's just like he j- he just sings all the time plays games has fun and what i realized was he was practicing gratitude so what i do as well is i have a mental cue in my head so what um like what i recommend to people is have a mental cue where it like it, that's when you you just go so i listen to a song i'll sing along with that song it's like my hype song and then that's when i know every time i go into the office i'll listen to that song and then I'm ready to go. So you've got one song mm-hmm. that gets you in the mood to be grateful yeah. about the fact that you're even in the you're in the the apartment that you're in. You're in that you've got the wealth that you've got, and you're building the shit that you're yeah. building. And you just feel into all that gratitude, and then you just fucking on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people try to supplement that with like nootropics, caffeine. And they try to, like, take... Like, I'm drinking water right now. They try to take a lot of caffeine or, like, little biohacks to, like, get themselves going. But the best way to get going is have that mental cue in your head. And then when you stop working, what I do is whenever I see myself not working, I don't have my phone when I'm in the office. I'll bring another phone, and then that phone will be, like, my business phone, no social media or anything. Because you also have to design your environment for the result you want. So um, another thing I do is the moment I catch myself slacking off, I'm out of the office because your brain has like a memory with the, with its environment. It's like a battery where it knows like this environment is where I work. It's like when you go to bed, that's why you can't work on your bed. Like try work on your bed, you'll fall asleep because your brain's got that mental cue of bed, sleep. Yeah. Which is why for me, office work and never mix the two. Which is why I got an office because, like, when I'm at home, I'm like gaming too much or like having fun, chilling, kicking back. Which is why, like, it's good to invest in yourself. Like, when you have a bit of money, maybe go get an office, get a space where you could work. But um, it's always good to also analyze your workflow and take notes. Which is why another key thing, like, first thing's reading, second thing's meditating. Yeah, you know, I do a lot of breath work and meditation, yeah. bro. I I did it before this podcast to set because I knew this podcast was going to pop. I knew. I, think I, of I, think I, of how you use your time as well. So a lot of people says say I don't have time to meditate. Okay, meditate for five seconds. Go one, two, three, four, five. Just meditate five seconds. That's it. Because five seconds of meditation is better than no meditation. Five pages of books is better than no books or no reading. You just have to figure out what are you going to put your time in. The easiest reading habit to set mm-hmm. right now is 10 pages a day. Yeah. Right? Well, I'd say the opposite. I think the best thing to do, especially for people who... Or even one page a day. hate reading. Read one word. Two words. Three words. Because the thing is, once you get up and you start doing it, it's hard to stop doing it. That's why um I do this thing where... I like my girlfriend knows this, I count down from five. And whenever she catches me slacking, she'll count me down from five. Five, four, three, and once you hit three, that's when you're up. You get up, two, one. How important then has it been for you to have a uh, a woman in your life that keeps you accountable to yourself? Yeah, so I try to keep um, like business and like my personal life separate. Um, my girlfriend's really good because she encourages me to be a better person. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's hard to explain. Yeah, but in essence, having, how have you aligned yourself 
with a girlfriend at your age mm-hmm. that just gets it in terms of like when he's working, he's working. Yeah. On his on his on his purpose, on his shit, and when he's not working, he's not working. I think I've made that really clear to her, and she understands it. And what's good is she supports me with it because she won't ever like. It's funny because I had friends over, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, your girlfriend's so good because like my girlfriend will just be all over me while I'm working." But it's good because she supports me, and at the end of the day, you need someone who supports you and who knows your mission. This is why this is why I'm so big on alignment of energy and alignment yeah. of purpose. Like the the when you know who you are as a man. Yeah. And when you and when you when you've got this why behind you, and yeah. when you've done, and when you've grounded yourself in what you're fucking here for, then you can then you can um, attract the person into your life yeah. that suits what you're trying to achieve. The thing is, a lot of guys as well distract themselves with pleasure, so they'll go hit up all these girls, go have all these like girlfriends and whatever. And at the end of the day, like it's not productive. I feel like the right person will come into your life as long as you're on your purpose. The right person will pop up. Yeah. And um, it was funny because, like, that timing was really good because I recently got out of a relationship. And so that was in 2020. Like, I was I was pretty much out of econ for six months because, like... Because um, you, you were fucked in the mentals yeah, because no, of... nobody really knows this. Like, uh, but I took a huge break off social media because... Like, I really liked this girl, but she didn't like me. And I was, like, doing everything to understand, like, wh- why does she like me? Like, i got money, i got business, i got all this stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, you're just not compatible. And now, like, I'm so quick to cut people off, friends, family, whoever. I'll cut them off if they don't benefit me life-wise. Like, if, you, if you're taking my energy, then I'm cutting it off straight away because... Like, I only hang out with people, like like I said with you before, like, you give me energy, which is why I like yeah. hanging out with you, because yeah. you give me energy. No, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate you saying that. Anyone else I hang out with, I make sure that, are they giving me energy, or are they taking energy away from me? Yeah, bro. Like, I, I've, I've, I've done a dramatic reassessment of, of, of everything in mm. the last few months, um... The last 12 for me have been, has been, have been a massive growth learning curve. One of the biggest learnings well, the biggest learnings I've had have been around like being around the right kind of, mm-hmm. have the right kind of woman in your life at the time. Yeah. One that is aligned with if, if they're, if they're trying to get away from, not get away from you, but if they're, if they're not right for you and, and, and that parting is happening on, on, you know, you know, you know, the one where it's like your parts and then you come back and you part mm-hmm. It's just like you know. Sooner you can, sooner you can get out of that space and just yeah. f- and be more on purpose as a man. You don't have to worry about it. That there's plenty of beautiful women in the world, plenty of beautiful men for the women out there as well that that, that will be attracted to you and yeah. that, that will come into your life at the right time. But it's more about becoming comfortable within yourself. The fact that you've done that at your, at, at, I know I keep yeah. saying at your age, but it's like it's very powerful for me, mate. Yeah. Because you got to understand, I didn't. A lot of the stuff that you're understanding now mm-hmm. is 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 taking me fucking another ten years on top to yeah. understand, and I only started reading yep. at twenty six years old. Well, I only started reading at sixteen years old. Yeah, it was crazy because I did my first million in sales before even reading a book. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Because I like to follow the eighty twenty rule. My eighty twenty rule personally is eighty percent work. 
20% thought. So what I do is I organize my days as well into work days and action days. So like work is in learning days. So learn, action, learn, action. And I alternate between the two. And this and this and this is so powerful for you guys to listen to because what Lester's just said there is the fact that he if, and just take this for an example if he wants to learn a new strategy for marketing on mm-hmm. Facebook, he'll learn it off YouTube or learn it off wherever he's learned it from the day before. And then he'll action that content that he's just taken in while it's fresh in the mind the day after. Yep. And so many of us out there are reading, are reading books at the wrong time for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? We are reading, are, are taking on all this content yeah. at the wrong time for our ears and not, and not using it on the back of taking it on. A lot of people as well, they say, oh, I don't know enough to start something or I don't, um, like, I, I need I need to learn more. But, um, like, what I learned from Jesse was you just, just do it. Like, you don't have a logo, you don't have a fucking name or whatever, just do it. If you have an idea in your head, execute the idea, figure out all the stuff yeah. afterwards. Because the person who executes, even if he does just one thing, beats the guy who's just thinking all the time. And like me and my friends had a lot of old friends like this where the reason why we realized they failed was they just think too much. Like there's this new strategy. There's this new like method, this new like they're looking for the secret thing. Yeah. But the thing is like go fucking make the secret thing. It's like the the tunnel analogy. Like don't wait for the light at the end of the tunnel. Just fucking light it up yourself. Yeah. It's it's part of the reason why I don't, um, I don't, follow other people's podcasts on yeah. Instagram it's like w- there's no fucking growth there for me yeah. because I'm, I don't want to ever th- think of an idea because it's been given to me yeah. by another podcast on how they do it mm-hmm. and be influenced by that because I'm just trying to f- really feel into yeah. my, to my own shit and, and really execute on that like, like what you're saying another thing is like when you learn something from someone what you should do is don't copy that, whatever you just learned. Think of it first. Think of your perspective because it has to match your philosophy at the end of the day. And the thing is, like, if it doesn't match your philosophy, you shouldn't change your life to just because, like, you learned this, like, new thing off this, this person. Yeah. Because that's obviously, okay, you get distracted and then you start, like, going the wrong path. But, um, uh, so that, that happened a lot in 2019. So 2019 was when I found, like, I was in grade 12. I found a lot of success, but I was still working at McDonald's. Anyway, I quit at the start of the year. And it was ironic because when I quit, I got this huge payment hold. Because obviously, like... Yeah, uh, was that from PayPal or was it from Shopify? No, it was from Shopify. It was from Stripe, actually. Yeah. And they were holding 200K of my money. And the rest of my money I had to use to fulfill orders. And that was on hold for 180 days. Which was crazy because I was like, shit, I've got all these orders to fulfill. I just quit my job and I didn't know what to do. So it was it was cool because what I did instead was I made another store and I took that risk. On top of that, I had to pay my school fees. So I had that money aside for my school fees that I put aside ages ago and I was like, fuck it. This month, this was in July and in August, September was when I had to pay for my school fees. In August, I was like, Fuck it. I'm going to use that money to go try and make as much money back as possible and keep my business flowing. And 
worst comes to worst, I can't pay my school fees. And then I'm like, my mom was like, tell me you'd get kicked out. And like, as it doesn't kid, really matter right now, <laughs> to yeah. be honest, mom. <laughs> as, as a kid, I was like, I was like, shit, I'm going to get kicked out of school. It's going to be like super embarrassing. But then I thought to myself, like, I don't give a fuck what people think. Because at the end of the day, that's what I love doing. So I risked it. And it's funny because I was selling these, I don't know if you've seen the yellow projectors, the little mini ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, ones yeah. that project onto the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, long story short, I ended up making my um, money back uh, just enough to pay my school fees and have a little bit. And it was, uh, it was through them yellow projectors. Yeah. And I, what, what I, did what did you make on them yellow protectors just out of interest? Two three hundred k revenue. At a thirty percent, five k. The bro. margins were way higher then. <laughs> it was probably like not, no 40% shit, bro. Five k. Yeah, forty percent margins. Five mm-hmm. k into three hundred. Yeah, you kept rolling. Yep. Kept rolling. Kept rolling. But Fuck. the thing is, I You're got a that. Wizard. I got that confidence, right? And then in September. Because like my grad was coming up, like I was I was prepared to like ball out for grad. I wanted the best suit, best everything, and I was like buying all that shit. But the thing is, like obviously, see the thing is, the reason why most people fail is they stop doing what got them to the success. And the thing is, the the way to succeed is keep doing what got you there. And this is my problem, right? Yeah. I just believe. Right, and this and this and this isn't a jab at anybody. But if you make if you can make vast amounts of money or you have made vast amounts mm-hmm. of money in e commerce why would you go into courses? It's so much more of a headache. Just fucking keep yeah. fucking pumping your e com stores and and keep building new brands and new this and new that and just keep pumping them. Yeah. It's it, it just otherwise you've got too many balls in the air because now you've got to now you've got to run a run this over here yeah. where you're teaching people how to do it. And you've also got to still have success in e-com. Yeah. But you've got half the time for both. It was funny because um, one of my mentors, Gabriel, back in the day in like 2019, he actually got a lot of backlash because he was making more money off his course than e-com, like dropshipping. Yeah. Because um, like he was still doing a million dollars with dropshipping, but like his course just ended up making more because at the end of the day, a course, all it is, is it's a digital product and it's a high value digital product that you could sell for a thousand, two thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's all a course is. But a lot of people, um, like they'll sell courses without like knowing anything. Now I don't have a problem with courses. I try to find the value in everything. Courses, courses have a courses have a lot of value, but it's just that there's yeah. a lot of talented people in e commerce mm-hmm. that do courses that are good courses. Yeah. They're good courses. But they're fucking better at e-com. Mm-hmm. Stick with fucking e-com. Yeah. Like, why are you doing a course for? Do e-com. Yeah. You're better at e-com. The, the course is good, but you're fucking legendary at e-com. Yeah. Do e-com. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, a lot of people, once it doesn't start working, then they'll, like, it's it's like the, the gold analogy. So, you're digging for gold. Once you can't find gold, they start selling shovels. Right. Yeah, but yeah. like at the end of the day, there's always that person who will buy the shovel and think that there's still gold in there. And that's the thing with dropshipping. There's still gold. People are still making money dropshipping. At the end of the day, all dropshipping is, it's an inventory business model. It's how you handle your inventory. What you're doing is e-com and what you're doing is selling products online and everyone needs products. Yeah. This is, this is why when people... 
people always want to chase the boom. Yeah. Like NFTs, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency, this and the other. Now, of course, I've put put a lot of my my spare cash flow after I've paid all my paid all my other shit and done my marketing and all that stuff. I put a lot of my parked money in crypto. Yep. Cool, because. But if I had a, a, an e-commerce vehicle right now, I'd, I'd, I'd rather put my money in e-com yep. in an e-commerce store that generated returns I could keep flipping my cash into. Yeah. That's 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 like literally like guaranteed by the time you've by the time you've got the return rolling around, mm-hmm. than to put it into cryptocurrency. Yeah. Because people got to understand that you, if when you put your money into your own store like what you're talking about, yeah. you've got. Obviously, yeah, I know there's outside things that can slap your Facebook, rah, 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 or, or or you do it in a, in a brand or whatever. But you drop the dropship is the model you use for your brand yeah. with three PLs. When you put it into that, you, you you're compounding your success because it's within your it's within your yeah. it's, it's in it's within some realm of your control. Is, is yeah, in it's essence, your bread and butter. It's your bread and butter, right? And people people go away from that because they want to get into the new thing and the new thing and the new thing. Yeah, but there's e-commerce is proven mm-hmm. time proven that if you get the right product at the yeah. right price with the right margin you will make money and the ads are good the thing is like especially for like the season people you got to think about where did you make all your money did you make it with drop shipping or something else if you made it with drop shipping sweet stick to drop shipping because that's what you're good at and well, the yeah. statistics show that that's what's going to make you money because it has made you money in the past yeah yeah. But yeah, a lot of people are chasing, I like to call it like the shiny object. They like to chase the shiny object, and then once they chase the shiny object, all of a sudden, like, oh shit, like, they'll start failing. Mate, it's it's why I stick to content removal, yeah. right? Because I've never found anything that can, that can, that I can provide a high value service yeah. that takes the least amount of my time for the most amount of profitable revenue. Yeah. At this moment in time, I've not found anything that can do that. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up an ecom thing on on yeah. the back of on the back of what I'm doing and everything. And obviously, I talked to you about that. But but even but but don't ever forget the cash cow that started for you. Yeah. That's what I've had to learn myself because mm-hmm. I started to forget and I started to try and do all these other things and I started yeah. to think, ah, oh, maybe crypto is the answer, or maybe this. You can always pivot, don't get me wrong, and pivot into these other things. Yeah. But but it's like you've pivoted it into the crypto space mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Once in 2017, once recently. Yeah. And, and both times you've learned that you should fucking just stay where you were, right? Yeah. I think I think, I think think we've all just got to fucking realise it. Yeah, I had a huge loss as well at the start of 2021 where um, I lost a lot of money with crypto because obviously like the thing is I didn't know what I was doing. And I was looking at all these people because that's the thing. Instagram just smoking mirrors. When you like you, you think that all these people are making all this money, but you don't realize they're losing money too. And I had this perception that everyone's just making money. Fuck it, I'll put a hundred k, ten k into like shit coins, random coins, mm. and then obviously they don't make money, you lose money. Jesse and Walter were sat in a hotel room in Melbourne one day, mm. and they bought this coin. They lost fucking four hundred fifty five hundred k. In two seconds flat. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right? And he said he talked about it on the podcast. But, like, nobody sees that shit. Yeah, nobody does. At the time. Yeah. Like, because because if these... For those boys to be successful in yeah. crypto, 
they've been smacked so many times in the face. Oh, yeah. You, you don't see a fucking talented boxer out yeah. there like Floyd Mayweather moving his head like he does, yeah. right? Without having to, without having to learn when he was a kid that getting hit in the face was shit. Yeah, I take a lot of inspiration as well from Floyd Mayweather. So, because um, I analyze him too, because he's one of the successful people that I look up to, and I ask myself, how how is he so successful? It's his mindset. Like he's boxing in the gym, and he's saying to himself, "Can nobody beat me? Can nobody beat me? Nobody's better than me." Ain't nobody better than me. And I usually say that to myself too because, like, it just reaffirms that... Can I show you something? Yeah, yeah. I want to show this to... What, what does it say on the back of my phone? Read it, read, read it out. I'll just get it. Hold on. I'll open it up for you. Read read, read, read what it says on the, on the I'm back. I'm the greatest podcaster in Australia history. I am number one podcast in Australia, UK, and US. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that. I, I, read, yeah. I read that every day. So... And, 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 and every... every and every every day that I read that, like it, it becomes more and more real for me. Mm-hmm. So what I did was, um, in my mirror, I wrote, "I am on a winning streak." So every like my bathroom mirror. So after I shower, I look up and I see I'm on a winning streak, because it's who you surround yourself with and who you spend the most time with. You'll become the average of them. On the on my on my window, yeah, in my bedroom. It says, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. Yeah. Right? On my fucking window, written in the middle of the fucking view. Yep. And when I wake up, I stand there, and I'm like, all my life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. Yep. And I fucking feel it. And that might sound woo-woo as fuck. Yeah. And then I read, I'm the greatest ever podcaster in Australian fucking mm-hmm. history on my phone. Right? Because, because why wouldn't you? Yep. Why wouldn't you? I already fucking believe that. I've believed that since I started anyway. Yeah. It, and people are like, oh, well, that's ego. No, it's not. It's fucking, it's, not. it's, not, it's self-belief. Yeah. Self-fucking belief. Confidence. I think confidence is super important because when you're not confident, you've already failed. Because when you're doubting yourself, you're going to do things that'll fuck up what you're doing, what you want to do. It's a form of self-sabotage by, yeah. not, be, by not having belief in yourself. Yeah. If you want to sabotage your fucking success and everything that you could possibly have success in in life, walk around without the inherent self-belief that you could be bigger than what you are today. Yeah. If you want to really fucking, if you really want to disempower yourself, mm-hmm. you'll do that. But if you really want to empower yourself and take yourself to that next fucking level in your life, mm-hmm. you have to have that inherent self-belief within yourself. Yeah. You might not be exactly where you want to be right this second. You might be sat there in a car that you fucking hate. But 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 if you just can just think for a moment, fuck, I'm so lucky that I even have a car. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I'm able to walk out of my car yeah, to my it. apartment building. That's the that's the gratitude thing I was talking about earlier. Like um what I learned from Benjamin was he was grateful for everything. And that's what I needed to do, and that's that's what got me super happy. Because I wasn't too happy. Like, obviously, you, you could have the stuff, you could buy the stuff, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be happy. But I was super happy when I looked at the small stuff. So I have, it's funny, at home, I have this gratitude journal. Yeah. And my goal is to write 10 things every single day, completely random. It could be for lights, electricity. I'm, I'm grateful for public transport. I'm grateful for being alive, breathing, friends, family, everything. Yeah. Because when you look at what you're grateful for, it washes out what you're ungrateful for. It washes out all the negatives. Because when you think about it, your positives to negatives is 
like 10 to 1 or maybe even 100 to 1. You just need to look for more things to be grateful for. A lot of people aren't practicing gratitude, which is why like they're, they're unhappy. Like obviously some people are born like chronic illnesses where they yeah. they're just sad all the time. But the thing is like just practice gratitude. There's, there's someone out there in a hospital bed laying there just praying to, to, be, to, to, to be able to be able to walk out of there and to have some yeah. time with their family, to be praying to go to the local park that you're going to, 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 and I, I constantly have to remind myself, I'm so, you know, sometimes I, in this last two years, I've been fucking frustrated at points being in Australia, mm-hmm. right? But then I always remember to myself, fuck, this was my dream. This was yeah. my dream. I'm living my dream. I'm this, this, this. I'm so grateful. Look at the yeah. view. I've, I've built this. This is my vision. I sit on the beach. I breathe in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I'm so, I, I, I'm so grateful for this. Realize that it's so fucking fundamentally important that, that people feel into that and, mm-hmm. and breathe into that and everything else. Because if you don't, you separate yourself even further from what you want. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, you, it's, it's just, it's just no, there's no growth being in that mindset. One of my old mentors, Chris Waller, he taught me that um, because I was about to quit in 2019. There's so many times along my journey where I was about to quit. And one thing that moved me, um, what he said was, there's someone in like Mumbai who's fighting his life to get to where you are right now. Yeah. Who wants to have your situation right now. And you're complaining about the fucking weather or something. Yep. It's crazy. Another thing that um, that really motivated me recently was um, I read this thing where it was like, um, imagine if you died right now and God slips you a piece of paper and he says, this is who you should have been. This is who you could have been, what you could have achieved. What happened? And that's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Because I'm like... Holy shit! Like I'm leaving so much on the table. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, mate. And it's why it's why like when you talk about quitting, mm-hmm. there's been there's been so many there's been so many times that very successful people have gone to me. Frankie, you make a lot more money if you just knock yeah. the podcast on the head, bro. I'm like, bro, you don't get it. You just don't get it, man. It's a part of me. Yep. I can't. Yeah. I just have to do it. And I will make it a success. Mm-hmm. And I will go around the world and I will podcast at a top level and I will get on all these <coughs> top people and I will earn revenue from it. And all this stuff that I'll that I'll bring into my life. When it's right, it will fucking happen. You, you know could I mean? you could only fail as like a if if I stop, if I stop, that's that that's then that. You fail. Then you fail. Yeah. You just you just you just got to keep fucking going. When you're trying to figure something out, there's only so many failures before you find that one success, and it only takes that one success to drive you through. Because like for me, I wouldn't have been a success if I didn't find this one product, this little like shark pen. I, I call it shark rod, but it's this little um pen that's a fishing rod. It's a fishing rod pen. Like yeah. if I didn't test that product, I would, probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. But you have to believe that everything falls in place for you. And you also have to put in the work. So the rule of mastery is you have to put 10,000 hours to be a master of anything. You want to learn the piano, you want to be a good boxer. If you want to be a master of it, put 10,000 hours. 
if you do like eight hours a day, that's roughly like three years. But the thing is, and ha- hold on, how long did it take you to make your first? Uh, was it hundred k or million dollars in ecom? Wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't it about that time? Yeah, about that time. Yeah, fucking hell. That's it. It's just. The rule, but nobody wants to get rich slow. Everybody wants it now because we live in a society where it's instant gratification. Like you could post a photo on Instagram, people giving you likes, comments. Yeah, the, and and this and this is what this is what um, <coughs> this is what gets me about the the problem I've seen in Australia is that there's a lot there is a lot of genuine success young mm-hmm. like yourself, but there's yeah. a lot of um, perceived success oh, yeah. young as well, right? And the problem I have with it is that there's a lot of people rolling around in, and I'm just going to bring it back to this, in designer, yeah. right? That in essence are flexing on other people with loaned loaned yeah. money and, and on debt, right? And then it just it just goes around in a fucking circle where we live here. Yeah. If there was, if you put if you put a hundred men and women in a yeah. room right now. That all that are all wearing all this designer clubber mm-hmm. in the Gold Coast. Ten of them would be like fucking killing life, mm-hmm. and 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 allocating the ten percent like you do to yeah. buy that stuff. And then the other ninety that you probably think are also just as successful as that, mm-hmm. they're just fucking broke as fuck <coughs> because they've they've forgot the fucking the whole point in the fucking process yeah. is the fact that. And they, and they all they all flex on each other and level each other into this false false thing that that doesn't that doesn't even exist and doesn't need to be. I think it dies down to your philosophy as well, because like in case you didn't know, I don't know if I said this earlier, but my philosophy in life is everything happens for me, not to you, not to me. Yeah. So like, I think also in Australia there's like this flex culture. I think I call it a culture. Yeah. I love it. Like when some when I see someone in like designer or someone who has something that I don't, it inspires me, man. Like, I see it and I'm, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. Whereas other people would look at it like, oh, yeah, like, he looks like a dickhead. I always remember that day, right? Yeah. I don't go out a lot, bruv. You know yeah. this. I go down to... You're coming to the Gold Coast. You yeah. said, hey, Frankie, I'll, I'll be at Cali Beach. I don't yeah. know. And I'd walked in, I walked into Cali Beach, mm-hmm. right? And all your mates were there, and I didn't know your mates. Yeah. But you, you, you kind of, you kind of, and they like some of them came over to me, and they were like real, real nice lads, and yeah. just that, they were real nice, humble lads. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I listened to your podcast; it's really good. Like, then just being kind, mm-hmm. just being kind. I thought, fucking, this is brilliant. This nice, nice lads, like nice lads to your mates. And I thought, so I started asking them what you do. And this guy owned you, Mart, and this guy yeah. owned fucking this, and James, this guy, yeah. and this guy sold out for like fucking fifty million. Yeah. And this guy. And all these, all these real nice, humble dudes, yeah. just just wearing like normal gear, like just having a nice yeah. time, just normal, just normal looking lads. It must be about three hundred, four hundred mils worth normal looking fellas there. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like just normal looking, nice lads that are just plight and that. Yeah, just goes to fucking show you, doesn't it? Yeah, I walked past people, bro, that because I wasn't dressed the way certain people dress, or 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 or, or, or in the certain clique with certain yeah. people, they were looking. That I, even when they saw me, like they were looking down on me. But mm. then I just thought it was like fucking ironic. Yeah. That I, when I go there this day, that just shows you the flex culture. You yeah. got. There was nothing about your mates there that that 
that stood out like the the, the like the flex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's ironic because they're my richest friends too. Yeah, and my friends who like wear the most like flashy shit are some of my not as rich friends. But like, I look at it at the end of the day, it's a piece of clothing. It looks sick, like um, Sam as well. Sam, 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 Sam Ravi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love his stories. Every time I see the Louis and all that, but Sam, but Sam's on a different level because, and this is Fortify we're talking about. Sam's on a different level because I know, Mm -hmm. I I know know Sam. We speak together, right? But here's here's what Sam's done. Mm -hmm. Sam uses, and he's explained this to me. Sam uses high. Fashion, like mm-hmm. high level fashion, he uses them as access tokens to the parties where he can do business. Mm-hmm. Right? He buy so he he'll buy a limited edition piece of Louis yeah. Vuitton or a limited edition piece of Balenciaga or whatever. Yeah. LV's I think uh, LV I think is his favorite, and he likes Fendi too. He'll buy a limited edition of piece. Not only will that piece go up in value, yeah, right, and he genuinely loves fashion, but. That 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 piece is a talking point for when he goes to 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 live like yeah. around around his area and with other people does business does, starts conversations. Mm-hmm. So he uses it like that. Not only that, one of his philosophies is he he lives in Dubai. Obviously, he has a, mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's no point being Australian Australian for tax when you can yeah. live in Dubai when you've done what he's done. You know, which is hundreds of millions. But he his philosophy was when he was coming to buy an apartment. He will buy an apartment where there's like one one apartment per floor for like mass amount of money because then that means that everyone around him yeah. has to be like worth hundreds and hundreds that, of millions. That's why like people ask me like why am I in my apartment right now and I love my building. Rent's so expensive, bro. It's one thousand six hundred a week. And then the office on top of that is four thousand two hundred a month. So that's already like ten K plus in just rent. But what I like about it, I think you, you saw it in my story. Do you see the amount of supercars there? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy because you when it's just an environment of just winners. Even when I go to the lift, I get ideas. I, I ask people because I try to find value in everyone. Um, it was funny because it was my real estate agent's mom who was in the lift one day. And then she told me like, she it was it was the smallest thing. It was just anytime in business, you got to figure out your exit before you figure out your entry. Before you enter, figure out your exit plan. Yeah, and I, I fucking learned this three years after I started mine. Yeah, and I realised that I'd never planned how to exit this business. Yeah, and 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 that's why that's why it'll always be a cash flow business to mm-hmm. me rather than a business that's a saleable asset. Yeah, and th- that stressed me out because I thought, fuck, I could have done with learning that a little bit sooner mm-hmm. in life, a little bit sooner. But it's like. You, you you have to you you know before with your drop shipping stores yep. some of them you might start for certain seasons mm-hmm. so you know that they're a three month store yeah and and you know from you know at the start that you know that yeah and some of them might be twelve months and then you know you're gonna have to wrap that up and roll it into another product and you know that from the start now mm-hmm. whereas when you started you probably scaled one to ten twenty k yeah and thought that ten twenty k was gonna last forever you, that's why it's so important to learn from people. 10, 20, a million steps ahead of you. Because um, where I learned to sell stores was from one of my friends, Chris. He said, oh, he said, it was like British accent. He said, mate, when you have a store that's running, 
make another store that just like that and then sell that store because you know that it's selling. So keep selling it on another store and then go sell that current store. Yeah. So that's what I did recently where um, I sold that store for, I think it was 200K. Yeah, and, and, and this, is something, this is something I want you guys all to understand, that when you go on Shopify Marketplace and you see these successful stores being sold, yeah. someone will be selling that store, right? But the next, the day that they sell the fucking store, they'll, they'll be fucking, there'll be another one, they'll, be, they'll have another store, exact mm-hmm. same branding, selling yeah. the same fucking product. Which is why I don't like to buy businesses, but I like to start businesses. And then perhaps down the line, I'll go give it to someone who's more qualified. Like with some of my marketing, I've outsourced that to social media marketing agencies. Yeah. Because like one of my friends who was at Cali runs it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Patrick. And, and Patrick, yeah, he's in, they're, they're all nice. Lads. So yeah, he did the ads for Culture Kings. Yeah, sick. Crazy. Yeah. Over 100 million spend. And it was like 10 rods or something. Insane. But... Yeah, the thing is, you have to realize this is what the Gymshark um, CEO realized early on. He he realized he's, he's not fit for the CEO role. He's just moved back into it now, but he had okay, but he yeah. but, but he had three or four years out. Yeah, Steve Steve Hewitt took charge. So, like with me, I realized okay, I'm good at marketing, but, but there's someone, someone better. better. Yeah, there's always going to be someone better, and then you have to look at it as a CEO because at the end of the day, that's what that's what you are. You're a CEO. Okay, if I give this marketing agency 10-20%, would it be beneficial or should I do it all myself? A lot of people, uh, they just do everything themselves, which is why they tend to burn out quickly and they tend to not see good results because they're doing everything themselves. They're like running the ads, running the marketing, doing everything, and then they eventually just get sick of it, which is why I eventually hired full-time staff. I have three at the moment, one in Townsville, two in Perth, and the reason why I built stuff was because I learned from somebody else. Wealth is created through labor. Yeah. And that's when I realized, okay, if I myself have a process in my head where I can make a thousand, two thousand dollars, okay, sick, two thousand dollars, hire five staff that could do the same process, repeat it, because the process is proven. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the business model. It's proven, proven to work. So how how are you making standard operating procedures for that? So I film SOPs on Loom. Yep. And then what I do is I prefer to do one-on-one training with them. So I'll train them for a couple of months. And another thing I learned was with the hiring process, when you're hiring your first few staff, put them on probation first. I learned this from um, one of my friend's uncle, Harry, who sold this company for like $200 million. And Harry taught me that you should put them on probation because then if you don't like them, you can kick them. Yeah. And it, you don't have to like worry about them. So what I do, instead of a six-month probation, I do a three-month probation. And if it's good, then sweet. They'll be on the team. If not, and that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to just expand my team. Because the thing is, you can't do everything yourself. You're only limited. And the more you do, the quicker you're going to burn out. Yeah. So what? One of my friends, Eve, knows me really well for this. I only do three to four things a day. Three to four things. So like, um, how are you? How are you picking them? Three to four things. That are the the key, night before the key movers. Yeah. So the night before, I do three to four things. So today it was um, update the, that store that I was just showing you before. Yeah. I think I was showing you before the podcast. Yeah. Do the podcast. 
this afternoon. I want to play some Fortnite. Yeah. And then um, I think... Oh, so, not, so, so, so hold on a minute. They're not even all work-related? Not work-related, no. So how do you break it down? Do you do like one, three, three work-related and one, one non-work-related? De- it depends what's important. So there's this importance chart and it's like... Can can you can you link a copy of any of the resources that you've got for this so yeah, that I yeah. can put them in the show notes? I'll I'll read it I'll read it out to you. Yeah, that would be good. Because I think that I I just want people to get so much fucking value from this that they have to listen to so it twice. So like my to-do list, I I titled it I will do list as you can see. I will do list. It's not a to-do list, it's an I will do list because like we said before, I'm affirming that I'm going to do it. I'm writing this down. Because it this, this that's fucking great. I will do list because I'm a firm. So this is how I yeah how I do it. So if it's urgent and yeah. it's important, I'll do it now. If it's important but it's not urgent, then I'll schedule a time to do it. Let me. I'm I'm literally taking a photo of this. <laughs> if it's not important but it's urgent, then I ask who can I do it for you? Who who who, who can do it for me? I let, delegate it. Let me let me read this out. To, let me read this out to them again. So Lester's got on his phone. I think it's set up through Notion. Yeah, Notion. That's and, my office at the top. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got a picture of his office, so you can see his view there, right? And I'll then, screenshot that. And then he's like, he's got an I will do list, and he's got it broke down to important and not important. And if it's like urgent, if it's important and urgent, do it now. If it's important but not urgent, schedule time to do it schedule time to do it if it's not important and not urgent delete <coughs> it and eliminate it if it's not important but it is urgent who can do it for you so another thing i have is i have expiry dates on my to-do list so i think i'll show you here. so if it's on the to-do list for too long yeah it, it, you're not gonna do it it, it, does, it doesn't need doing yeah because like i've had like i'm not perfect i've had stuff on my to-do list i remember in 2018 2019 i had stuff on my to-do list for like six months yeah, and it just and that that obviously tells you at that particular time that you don't you, it doesn't light yeah. you up. So there's no point fucking. If doing it's it. not important, you're not going to do it. But um, yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got a lot of notes here, but um, I like to also write my day down the night before because your day starts the night before, right before I go to sleep. Everything I'm going to do for that day, I'll plan it out, and then I'll have those key movers. The important thing is that a set out that you could put into a template so that yeah, we yeah, could, yeah. so that we could share it with the audience. Yeah, I'll to, screenshot that. To to so no, not what I mean is like in yeah. Notion. Can you share it as a resource? Oh like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. And um, what what we could do is share it with the audience and, yeah. and and let them have that so they can set up Notion and start to even if they just action that one thing. Yeah, I think you should do one thing. But I yeah, think, I think that there what you what what you're showing me and um, it's and kind let's, of let's just show the camera. So if if you if you're on YouTube right now, you'll see that and see how that's laid out. It's kind um, of just a guide. It's just it's just a guide and, and for uh, everything on my to do list. I'll look at um, I'll look at where where does that fit? Where can I put that? And it helps me eliminate things that are useless. So, like, give me an example of something that you've thought was valuable, but then you've run it through your audit and you found out it's useless. Um, I think it was buy a book because I really wanted to buy this book because somebody recommended it, but then it was useless because I've got all these other books I've read. And there's, I, I know so many friends, bro, that just buy so many books and don't read them. Yeah, because be, let me let me let me add a point on that, right? Because people associate 
buying the book with success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They buy the book, they post it on social media, yeah. right? And that's the flex. It's and when you fucking do that, right? <coughs> you, 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 you've just fucking missed the whole point because, like, before you even buy the book, yep. you should read the end of the book, mm-hmm. right? To see if you resonate with where you end up. Another thing I do is if a book's hard to read for me, like I just don't like reading it. Um, so like start with why that was a bit of an annoying book to read. Um, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just couldn't read it quick. Whereas like something like Atomic Habits, The Slide Edge, I read it so quick. I enjoy reading it. And the thing is, if I don't enjoy reading it, I'll just stop reading it. Like this other book. It was really good. It was Ego's Enemy. Yeah. Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Beautiful book. I love it. But I got to halfway and I was like, okay, I'm not going to read this yet because like, it's not resonating with me. And that's another thing. When it isn't resonating with yeah. you and when you're not on purpose with the actual book you're reading, it's, it, 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 you don't have to fucking complete it. It's fine to put it down and go yeah, to exactly. another book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. No, no one... no. You don't have to start a book and finish every book you start. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's books that I started reading. I started reading uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza at the time. Didn't resonate with it just about at the time. Just about to start reading it again because now I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to read it because yeah. I've done this breath work and done the things and done the, done everything else I need to do to to be able to understand it. Yeah. Another thing I do with I think Notion is a great app. So I have um I have everything in Notion. So this is my learning. Yeah. Um, my books that I've read. So I tick them off, and then I write. Uh, I take notes as I read the book. So like. The Sight Edge, for example. I have everything there. And I write this all myself. And wow. it's it's funny because, yeah, like Formula for Success, W rate failure. I write this all myself because and a lot of friends, like they like to shortcut it and they'll be like, oh, yeah, can you just like send that to me? That's, that's like, not the... Take nah. your own notes. Because taking your own notes yeah. on, 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 on stuff like you're talking about is, is where take, taking a... Taking notes or listening to the audio book while you're reading the physical book as well. Alex Hormozzi says mm-hmm. says this. When you when you when you do that, you 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 double your rate of intake of, yeah. of the information that you're actually physically reading because so, it's, it's being read to you in your ear and and you're reading it. In I, the re- physical. I I'm the slowest reader. I always review what I read, which is why I only aim for two chapters a day. Before I used to read like five six chapters a day. But you can't retain it, can you? I can't. And the thing is, like, I'm after learning. Like, I'm after sharpening the saw. So what I do now is I read and I highlight till the end of that chapter. So this is, like, my method. I will go read a chapter and I'll highlight anything that resonates with me. And then at the end of the chapter, I'll go in, type it all down, and then I'll ask myself, like... You type down what you've highlighted. Yeah, everything. And, like, sometimes I'm typing paragraphs, but I'm learning it all. Because yeah. at the end of the day, all it is is sharpening the saw. And the thing is, you need to learn, you need to adapt, and you need to upgrade yourself. Because um, it's like this saying that I heard at the gym. It's um, you either make time for the gym now, or you make time for sickness later. <laughs> yeah. No, or you have to make time for sickness yeah. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's the same with eat, eat, same with eating well, like, yeah. like all this stuff. Yeah, that's why I, like I I used to spend so much money on food, but now I'm just back into the meal prepping because like um, one of those boys at Cali Caleb he like motivated me to just get my dieting right because as well the food you eat affects how you think because like I used to be crazy with the energy drinks, 
but obviously that didn't have a good effect on me. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to break break the. Um, it's my only vice, bro. It's my only. It's so my what vice. I do? Yeah. Oh, here's the thing: if you have a habit that you want to break, attach it with something bad. So then your brain connects that habit with pain. So like for me, I have an Instagram time limit. If I go past that limit, I have to do ten push-ups. It's not a lot, but then I have the urge to go again, 10 again. My arms are What's fucking... What's your limit on Instagram? How much uh, an hour a day. An hour a day. And once, I, once I'm hitting those push-ups, I feel the pain. Or I go beat myself up by like doing crazy workout. And then my brain associates that with pain. So it's like, okay, look, I don't want to feel the pain, so we're not going to touch that phone. Yeah. A lot, a lot of your success has come from frameworks. Yeah. You've got lots of frameworks within your life that you <coughs> operate from. I've talked about this before in the podcast with, yep. with, with several people, but I, I have a few frameworks that I operate from. The The, the starting framework is I, I, I write down a, on a page who I am yep. and who I want to be, and I see if who I am is congruent with who I want to be. Yes. And if, if they're not... That's con- super important. If yeah. they're not congruent, then I fucking eliminate shit, which makes it not yeah. congruent, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reassess that today, yeah. because that that's gonna show me why I should quit energy drinks. Yeah. That one trick there. So I'm gonna reuse that on myself. But I just wanted to tell, I just wanted to tell these guys you could again. Edit it. Like, what's a drink you hate? Um, anything alcoholic, because I've never drank alcohol. Yeah, well, force yourself to go. Oh, well, probably not a good thing. But like, um, what's another drink that you just don't like? Um. Fucking hell! Is there like a drink that you just like? Uh, it's like when I with McDonald's. Yeah. If I'm getting a cheeseburger, I have to eat that fucking pickle. Yeah. Because obviously I'm I'm getting. <laughs> Why do they put pickle in it for? So I, I usually get it out. Yeah. But I need that pain because it teaches my brain. We're not doing that again. That pickle is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, like a drink you don't? Just trying to think of a drink I don't fucking like. I mean, I mean, probably like tea or something stupid. Yeah, so you have to drink a cup of tea before you drink the Red Bull. Yeah, that's when you do that. Yeah. Then you'll be like, "No, fuck this! I'm just not going to drink the Red Bull." Yeah, 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 it's that discipline. That discipline. Yeah, because I've, I've been I've been struggling. You know what? Because I've been so disciplined with the yeah. with the gym all my life. Yep. The gym and a bit and like my my physicality stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really struggling at the moment. With getting my mojo back with it, but I just need to get back to just doing the habits that that make that a success for me. So what I do, obviously, I had that I had that same issue a while ago where, um, I just didn't feel like I was doing work. So what I did was x amount of hours a day, and then I grew from that. So I start off with one hour of work. I do one hour. I sit on my laptop because the thing is. You could fall back on a slope, but you have to catch yourself. And if you don't catch yourself, you're going to keep falling. And you have to keep upgrading because like, you either get busy living or you get busy dying. And what I did was one hour of work, just one hour. And then the next, I do two hours, then three hours. And then you pretty much find a point where it's like your max work. Because you also have to figure out like what time do you work really well. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure. I'm st- still trying to figure out the the best time for yep. me to work. But I know that I know that deep work for me um, 
in regards to like content removal mm-hmm. work will be like and anything I'm doing with that will be like two two and a half hours a day max and I'm out yep. like just deep work but if you're doing two and a half, yep. half hours of deep work that is equivalent to eight hours of a normal person's day yep. because I'm talking about deep work yeah so I usually like to work between 6am and 10am that's like where I get the good work done, the yeah. important stuff. I because get done. the world's quiet yep. then. Yep. I go into my office, get all it done, and then I'll start to do other stuff. Because a lot of people, like, especially with like the Gary V, a lot of people like, oh, you have to grind, you have I to hate eat it, shit. Bro. I hate it. That's not, that's not a fact because it's funny because um, one of my friends, Tyson, was like, holy shit, bro, like you wake up at like 4 a.m. every day. Like that's what it seems like on Instagram. But in reality, I'm posting that photo at 4am because I'm about to go to sleep. I don't wake up at 4am. Last night, I went to sleep at 4am because I was like working on some stuff. But that's why like it's not good to look at like the Instagram stuff because a lot of people think as well that I do a fuck ton of work. I eventually got to a point where I didn't like the work I was doing. I found someone that was going to execute that work for a salary because that's all it is. All the transfer of money is value. So give a product or service and that that's what a business is. It's it's just giving a product or a service and you don't have to do that work. You don't have to force yourself. If you don't like doing that work, find someone else that'll do it. Find something that you like. Yeah. Do you think I mean look, I know you've had success from from e commerce. Mm-hmm. But do you do you I mean, do you believe there's one thing that 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 most people go and have some form of success in, and do you believe that to be ecom? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, do you, do you, do you think that most people could could find success there if as long as they didn't quit? Yeah, that's the thing. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, you're going to succeed. It's just, are you ready to fail? X that, amount of yeah, times. Yeah, I have students that first door banging. I have other students that still haven't succeeded for two years. One of my like friends in Byron Bay that I'm like helping out, he hasn't succeeded in two, three years, but he's still chipping away, and I know I'm confident that he's going to get it. And these are when you say students, that it's not like you got not like you teach them a course or nothing. No. You're just you're just mentoring your friends, yeah. aren't you? So, um, back when I was like up and coming, when it was working for me, I kind of had this thing where I had to give back. So, like I was just helping anyone, everyone, because. I didn't really want to sell a course, but I wanted to help people. Yeah. Which is why, like, later on, like, I'm planning to, like, start a YouTube channel or something just to help people. Yeah. I, th- I think I think that that kind of... You've seen what success Davey's had with the YouTube. Yeah. Um, and, and that is something that you could add a lot of detail to. Yeah, well, when you think about it, um, the, only, the only thing that I don't like with learning from, like, someone like Davey or... Gary Vaynerchuk or like Grant Cardone, they're a million steps away. The best way to learn to go from zero to 100,000 is to learn from someone who just did it. Yeah. The best way to learn from 100,000 to a million, find someone who just did it. Yeah. Because when you're learning from these billionaires, like, yeah, it's sick, but their advice isn't as good as the advice someone would give you who's... Davey's never drop-shipped. Yeah. He's never drop-shipped. Yeah. It's as simple as that, and he says it on his video... So I'm not saying anything that's not out in the world yeah. already. Davey's never dropshipped, and he's trying to set up a dropshipping brand mm-hmm. on YouTube, and yeah. he's done a whole series of videos on it. But the truth of the matter is, 
that you are better at dropshipping than Davey. Yeah. Because you, you've done, you've built more than that yeah. revenue that he's trying to hit in dropshipping. Mm-hmm. He is fucking phenomenal at brand, brand yeah. and, and white label. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's what he's phenomenal at. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, because Davey, Davey set up his YouTube channel and wanted mm-hmm. to add value to the world, obviously. And there is a lot of value. There's loads of value on his YouTube channel. But I think what, I think, I think, I don't know whether he teaches this on there or not now, but I think set the setting up the brand, like going from going from zero to the to mm-hmm. the brand that he's got, rather than the dropshipping model for yeah. him would be better because, like, like you say, it's so far away. And and the, he, yeah. he, what happened was when he was doing when David Foggett was doing that on YouTube, yeah. every fucking nicked his product, so it fucking made it not yeah. profitable on the ads, which fucks you in dropshipping. Yeah, and well, that's the that's the only weird thing with like Davey. I'm I'm shocked that he actually like went out on YouTube and said like he's the founder of Audi, because like one of his videos he was teaching, oh uh, go and go on like a competitor's website and just take their email flow. Imagine how many emails like fake emails they were getting, or like SMSs that they were sending out to people watching his videos. Like yeah. you're just losing money, which is why I'm pretty private with like stores. Like I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I won't post any stores like yeah. um. Did I end up showing you that store that did seven million? No. Nah. The I think I sent you a video. No. Nah. On Instagram? Probably you probably did, but yeah, gotta yeah. got talk about it. But like I don't know if I showed you the product, but I'll I'll usually cover the product. Your your store we're talking yeah. about. Your store. Yeah. Right. So it did did seven million in how long? Uh two years. Two years, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like um with friends, like I'll show them the product, but to the general public, I don't really like showing it. Yeah. Because, um... Yeah, 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 mate, I fully fucking get what... Mate, I don't want you to show it. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking stupid. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. What what I was saying about that is, Davey was trying to help the world, mm-hmm. and he was. But the problem was, because he, because, he ta- because he said the product so fucking early on the YouTube channel, everyone copied the fucking product, which means yeah. he couldn't get to the profitable stage with the product that he was trying to show everyone mm-hmm. could be scaled to, yeah. because everyone's now competing on fucking Facebook ads, yeah. because he's just released the product. That's the thing, when, if you want to succeed, because there's thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people who are dropshipping. The best way to succeed is to just test more products. Because yeah, sick. That product doesn't work. Break break that because I know you've you've talked me through before the phenomenal ways that you've yep. got of testing products. Mm-hmm. Talk me through the talk me through those. So there's different ways that I test products. Um, the cheap way is to get a CBO, have your interests. Hold on, break down what a CBO is. So it's a campaign budget optimization. So it's just a campaign budget. Right. Okay. And it's just a campaign. And then you have your ad sets targeting a certain like niche, say beauty, for example. Yeah. And then in each ad, in each interest, have like three ads, three different products that are in that same niche. Because then you're only spending $100 and you're testing three products. Right. Whereas, or alternatively, you can have, you could test like different products. I usually spend $100. Usually I do two times COGS, oh no, two times AOV. If it spends that average order value, so say like the average order value is thirty dollars, spend sixty, cut. Because at the end of the day, a strong product will sell. It just means there's no demand in the market. Yeah. 
And it also depends on your marketing angle. Because um And this is this is where we go a little bit like, you know, we we've talked about this before. Do you want to go grey? Do you want to go straight down yeah, the line? Yeah. And it's kinda of like just explain this to them. So, um where which part? Just the the bit you're talking about angles. Yeah, so there's different angles you could do. You could be real edgy with it, like closing down sale, or you could just be direct. But the thing is, what dropshipping is, is DRM. It's direct response marketing. Yeah. You're scrolling through Instagram and you want them to buy right now. Yeah. So you obviously have to have some scarcity in there. And it, you want impulse buys. Impulse buys, yeah. And there's different like um, techniques that you could do that can um, trigger impulse buyers, certain colors, um, because you know, you know, you know, products that are selling right now yeah. that are hot, but you aren't obviously selling yeah. them. Drop, drop some examples for for the listeners on what's what's being impulse bought off Instagram right now. Um, like sunset lamps, really good. Right. Uh, there's another one. I'll go through the products we tested because here I could drop some really good value. Um, the sunset lamps were good. There's uh, this product as well, I'll show you. So this is off that store currently. Yeah, I love this. Sunset lamps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's today. 30k today. And that's refreshed. And this is a store that... Live this, store. This is someone else's store. Wow. No, this is my store. Oh, that's your store? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. like... I'm pretty open with, because like, one thing I've seen in a lot of podcasts is, yeah, somebody's made X amount of money, but they'll like, show you a screenshot, okay, yeah, refresh it, because a lot of people are like, saying that they're something they're not. I've actually personally seen what looked to me like the same screenshot by about three different people. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, disappointed. Yeah, literally. Because that's why it's important it, to choose who you learn from because who you learn from is eventually going to be who you're going to be. Who you become. Yeah. Who you become. Who 100%. And like you said, there are different people that you learn from yeah. along the journey. And then I'll apply my own source into it. Yeah, I won't just directly steal what they've taught me. Another thing I've learned is never do anything that... No, never learn from someone who's never done what it is you're trying to do. This, Otherwise, you'll end up not doing it just like them. This this is it. This is why I was saying about the Davey thing. Davey yeah. is fucking phenomenal at building brand mm-hmm. and he should teach building brand. Yeah, he just should. Not teach dropshipping because yeah. he'd never done dropshipping. Yep. And that's why it went wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why it wasn't as good a good a content yeah. as his other content because he didn't do it. But I think obviously he knows that he's a great lad. He's a great lad, and he's he's, he's offering great fucking value on YouTube. There's no insane doubt about value, it. Yeah. Insane, he's insane. Like he's a phenomenal inspiration to me, yeah, and a fantastic guy too. I'm going to get him back on the podcast in a physical person, but I'm sure he'll say the same when he comes back on the podcast. It'll be like, yeah, I, I, I just think I just cooked overcooked it there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like he can he can make he can he could be a phenomenal dropshipper too. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But you can't you cannot be a phenomenal dropshipper and release the product you're going to dropship. Yeah. Impossible. None no top dropshippers do that. Yep. Simple as that. They don't. They fucking don't. Yeah, that's the thing with dropshipping as well. Like 
you got to realize there's going to be competitors, and a lot of people get pissed off when there's competitors. They're like, oh, this this person just ripped me off. This other person ripped me off. So that's how it is. That's how it is. That, that is that is the game. But that's why I like it because it's like a hustle. Everyone's got their own little things. So what I do is, when I'm looking for a good store, if I find a good product, I'll find other people selling the same product. I'll go through all those stores, and I'll take little bits and pieces of inspiration. I'll write it down. I won't copy it. I'll write it down. I'll write down the inspiration, and then from there I formulate the store. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. a lot of people copy and paste. And the thing is, if you're not willing to do the work, then you shouldn't expect the result. Yeah, and I think that's why that's there's there's a lot of nuance that a lot of people miss, mate, yeah. with, with this whole thing. Like if you were going to give some like – Massive pearls of wisdom. Then, not not that you haven't already. You've made there's mm-hmm. fucking thousands of pearls of wisdom on here. But if you were going to give people like a a strategy of how they could get started in ecom, what would what would be what would the strategy look like in in the most layman terms possible? Well, um, a good strategy is first get a job, have some sort of stream of income. Yeah, educate yourself an hour a day, two hours a day, read, learn. And then what you should do is, which is what I did, spend a percentage of that income. Don't spend the whole thing. It's stupid spending the whole thing. Yeah. Even though you're starting up a business, have some money for yourself. Go treat yourself to some ice cream every now and then. Go treat yourself to dinner. But still spend that money. But have a percentage that you're going to spend towards your business. And then just test products. You don't need to... You don't need to go learn from someone who's like super crazy. You could learn from random YouTubers, which is all I did. All I did was I learned from random YouTubers and I kept on doing it. And each time I failed, I learned something. What about the people out there, though, that say that you need um, a mentor, that say you need a course, that say you need X, X, Y, Z? Well, when you think about the big pioneers in the world, they didn't have mentors till later on. Like, obviously, they had mentors, but the mentor guides you, but at the end of the day, you need to do the execution. So the mentor is that 20%, but you're that 80%. It's like... um, it's, it, my, some, some guy, who I'm not going to name, yeah. he's worth about 300 mil, he said to me, Frankie, do you really believe that Elon Musk started Tesla on the back of doing a, a course for one nine nine seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know, bro. I get it. And he's like, and he's like, that's 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 simply what you need to relate to the world. Yeah, like, and it's true. It's like because because like what we talked about before when we talked mm-hmm. about the book, where people buy the book, they put the book on social media, but they don't read the book. Yeah. Right. The same with the course. People associate buying the course for nine nine seven or one nine seven as the success, but yeah. they never get through the course, never execute the information. It's not that the courses are bad. Yeah. It's not that you can't have success from a course. It's that that really and truly, if a hundred people bought a course for one nine nine seven, there's only one person that's going to have success with it because there's only one person that's going to yeah, action the content. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's as simple as it is. Yeah, I think courses are good, and all it is is obviously. It's just a transfer of money. They're giving you a service or a product, the course, and you're paying them an amount of money for it. It's fine. It's not a scam. It's not any of that. But I think at the end of the day, you need to be executing because if you're not That's doing the That's the most work, important part. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the courses aren't the issue. Yeah. You, you can buy a course on e-com 
off of Udemy yeah. for $16, that would be that would probably still just be as good as one for 997 to be totally yeah. honest, right? But the thing is... But you've, both, you've got to execute on both of them. You also have to learn... Who, you also have to figure out who are you learning from. Because if you learn from someone who hasn't done what it is you're trying to do, you're going to end up not doing it just like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why, like, um, like I don't want to brag or anything, but a lot of people I've worked with, like, um, like on name drop something like Eve, Will, uh, one of my friends, Devin, Jonathan, a lot of those boys found success because that because like obviously I'm doing it right and it rubs off on them. Yeah. Whereas like when people are hanging out with people who aren't successful, that's rubbing off on them. Yeah. Yeah, you like again yeah. pick your pick your hard. Yeah, pick your hard. Do you want to be who who you surround yourself with has a massive yep. part of that. Who you learn from has a massive part of that. And there's no there's no there's no. I haven't got an issue with the tools available. The book yeah. I haven't got an issue with the books, the courses, or anything like that. It's just it's just what books at what time, mm-hmm. what courses at what time, and are you if you're going to buy it, execute on what you're buying. I have on a mm-hmm. personal level in the past bought courses. And not actioned on half of them mm-hmm. because that's just the nature of the come up. Like we've yep. all, we've all, we've all, we've all tried to, I don't, I, I don't mind, I, but like the courses that I find most interesting, like for, for me in terms of like actionable content are like, if you're going to start advertising, you can buy a course on Facebook ads for like $197 and it's going to help you increase your fucking return mm-hmm. on investment. Of course, fucking buy it. Yeah. It's fucking fast track. But make sure you execute on the content, yeah. essentially what I'm saying. I think as well, investing in a mentor is important. But you also have to do research on that mentor. because yeah, like Verifiable success. Yeah, like I've lost thousands with dodgy mentors or dodgy people who promise me like the world and I don't really end up learning anything from them. But at the end of the day, it's all a learning lesson. Like there was this one person who I paid $20,000 to learn off. And... I got absolutely nothing. I got like one video off him. But like to me, that was an expensive business lesson, but it was the cheapest expensive business lesson I learned. Yeah. Every course I've, every course I've previously bought in the, in the older days Mm -hmm. and every, everything else that I've bought, the books, the books that I've, a lot of books that I have read, the books in the early days I didn't read. It's all, it's all a big learning. Mm -hmm. It's all a big learning. Like no, no, what I've learned in life is that no fucker has it sorted. Oh, no, yeah. no, no one does. No, no, everyone's out there fucking flexing this. Their life's yeah. complete. Fuck me, man. I got, I'm still fucking way away from yeah. where I want to be. You know what I mean? I, I'm fucking got some phenomenal, phenomenally yeah. big goals for this and everything else I'm doing. There's no doubt in my mind, but mm-hmm. but bring it back into alignment of the fact of like you know if if you say you. If you say you're going to do something, you have to back yourself and do it. Otherwise, you are telling yourself subconsciously that yeah. you are someone who doesn't follow through with what you say you're going to do. I think, like as cliche as it sounds, you've got to get rid of the excuses. Because yeah. a lot of people like, like I was talking to this other person who wanted to start a brick and mortar business. And he's like, oh, I don't have the money for it. It's like, sick, go get investors for it. Most startups yeah, are like made from investors. You can always get money for a good idea. Yeah, exactly. You if you always, have a good idea and you believe in the idea, you can always get go as far with the idea as possible. But the thing is, you have to stick to it. And um, 
yeah, just kill the excuses. Because, like, say you don't have money, sweet, go get private private equity funding or revenue-based finance. Go get some money from investors and use that money to grow your money. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people just think of crazy excuses. But that's why I like dropshipping, and that's why I always stick to it, because that's where I found my success. Yeah. And the thing with dropshipping is, like, for example, I'll run you through a rough example. Say you find a product on AliExpress. You find one product, say like the market cap on that product is like $5 million. Yeah. Sick. If you take 5% of the market, what's that? 250K. Yeah. Sweet. Say you take 30% margins because it's low revenue. Say you take 30% margin of that, sweet. You just made $75,000. Then you're like, oh, well, how the fuck am I meant to make that? That's only like, what, 684 profit a day. Yeah, when you break it, when you break down the numbers, yeah, those uh, are very rough. But <laughs> well, no, but when you break down the numbers, it makes things more. You know, a million dollars a year that most people have as their arbitrary goal, yeah. isn't far away. Uh, yeah, I think breaking it down. Um, one thing I learned as well was, uh, to be realistic with everything. Yeah, and not have because um, a lot of people sabotage themselves by having like these crazy goals, like ridiculous goals. Like um, I know a friend who's got like a couple thousand dollars and he's like, I want to make a million dollars this year. Like first aim for that small goal. What I did was I aimed for 10K. After 10, 100, 100, 250, 500. And then you slowly build yourself yeah. up. Because and 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 to be honest, one of his goals along the way to this million that he's mm-hmm. got the long term goal for should be replace your income, so you don't have to yeah. go to work anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, yeah, I agree with you. If your goals are that, if your goals are that big that you can't see the way to get there, maybe just still have the big goal, but just break them down into yeah. smaller chunks so you can achieve levels along the way to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, you've, you you're in this constant battle, and and then and then you you get into this I'm not enough mode. Yeah, and you start fighting yourself. Yeah, I think it's good to have a super supportive crowd with you, and you need to not be scared to cut off friends, because like I had um, one of my old partners, she hated cutting off friends, because like she's like that's all I have. But like you have to be happy with rolling with yourself sometimes. Yeah, mate. I I I tell I spend time with myself. I I date myself. I take myself out. Yeah, because treat be, yourself. Be, because because unless my cup is full, unless I am truly happy myself, I can't be of value to other people. I yeah, can't definitely. another partner, a friend. This podcast, everything else I start. That's why before this podcast, I was mm-hmm. there and I did like 20, 30, 40 minutes of breathing and yeah. get, getting in the zone because I'm like, I know this podcast is going to bang. I know the value that's in this. We just we just have, simply have to have the conversation and the, and the value will just dissipate. What's your meditation routine? So what, what I do, I've got, I've got two. Yep. So I've got a guided one. Mm-hmm. I've got three actually. What I've app do you use? No, no, no. I've got this. I've got this guided meditation. Yep. It's twenty. It's twenty-one minutes. Not an app. I don't use mm-hmm. apps. I don't use apps for meditation. It's like meditation and breath work. Mm-hmm. A twenty-one. A twenty-one minute one. 
which is just amount, the optimum amount of time for me to get where I start yep. to see colors and start to starts to start to see energy and stuff. And then and then that's the guided one. And then because Lino's taught me how to breathe properly mm-hmm. and because I've done so much like one-to-one coaching with this stuff and and we 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 breathed together so many times, I will do a couple of days a week where I just breathe to music. That's so good, so yeah. I'll line up five five long songs. Yep. On Spotify with a with it, 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 with I'll, I'll probably share the list or something like that but I line up five songs mm-hmm. one of them is Coming Home um, it's called Coming Home it's like a very emotional song with P. Diddy? no 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 no, no. It's, it's more like it's med- I'll, I'll line okay, it I'll, yeah. I'll have to line them up but I'll just I'll just talk to you I line up five songs mm-hmm. right and I'm and I'll do I'll do nasal nasal breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth mm-hmm. on the first song when we get to the end of the first song I yep. will, I'll, 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 I'll take a full breath in, a full breath out, yeah, and I'll just be at peace and for as long as I can till I can't breathe. Yeah, I love that. And then I start breathing again. But now, now the next song's mouth breaths. So when I get to yep. the end of that song, full breath in, full breath out, pause as as far along for the next song, and then repeat for five songs. Yeah, that works out about twenty five thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. What that gives me. Is that allows me stillness within my? I've got a very fucking active yeah. imagination. I've got a very fucking my mind goes at three hundred and sixty-five miles an hour mm-hmm. in so many different directions. Should I go back to England? Should I take the podcast to Sydney? Should I go to Dubai? Yeah. Should I incorporate over here? Should I fucking live in England? Should I go to America? Like fuck me all the time, bro. Like, am I in the right place? Yeah. Let me tell you something. First things first. You're all where where you're meant to be is where you is where you are yeah. right now. Right, where you are is where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. So that's a question that doesn't need answering in your life anymore. Yeah. The second thing, this breath work allows me to find the stillness to to realize that. It's really good. That's one thing I love about meditating is you could hear your thoughts and you could step out from an outside perspective and you could assess your thoughts. You could yeah. assess your day, which is why I do it at the start of the day and at the end of the day. Yeah. And what the meditating does is you could make better choices and just like think. Because what's even crazier is you probably, I don't know if you know this, but like 80% of our life, 90% of our life is all automated. Yeah. yeah. Every single day you wake up, like I'd be driving, I don't even realize I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know how like you're talking to someone and then you like phase out and you're like, oh, what? I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most of our life is automated. So the best thing to do is set yourself up for success by giving yourself the right automation. Automating yourself in the right things. If you pick up, that's why meditating is good because it's like reflecting and it's yeah. assessing. Because like if you reflect, oh, I've, I have this bad habit that I shouldn't be doing, you'll pick that up in your meditation, and then you'll figure out a way to get rid of that. Yeah, I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna breathe into into that this afternoon. Yeah, it's all about like get like finally kicking because I want to. I want to go on a break from caffeine. Yeah. Because I've just been researching it a lot lately, and I think I think that caffeine ca- causes so many dramas in our lives that we don't realize. Makes you super anxious. Yeah, it just it it, it doesn't make me physically anxious. Yeah. It makes me anxious in the mind in terms yeah, of like, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Boom, boom, boom. So what I do is like, how many how much caffeine you consume a day? Man, I, I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm at my highest addiction right now. I'm at, I've been at two monsters. Five coffees. Di- no, nah, two probably two, a couple, couple of monsters a day. Yeah. Is it the big ones? Yeah. So maybe buy like 
So that's equivalent to like the four pack of the small ones, right? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. So um, start off by like having three of those small ones. Or, or just buy the small ones. And then um, like start off with three, then go to two, then go to one, and just slowly dial yeah. it back. Because when you try to cut it off straight away, this is every, every, you'll crash. You, this is what happens to me, right? Yeah. I'll go, I'll go cold turkey. Oh, I hate going cold turkey. And, I, and, and it kills me. Yeah. It fucking kills me. Because just go on a slow decline. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, I realised I'm using Monster like other people use drugs. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and realising it is a powerful thing. Yeah. Because you can be on... I'm oh, always, yeah. I'm Catching yourself is the what, The one thing... thing yeah. I'll always be is fucking honest, radically honest with myself, bro. Yep. Like, and I know this is a problem now mm-hmm. and I know it's got to, got to stop. But like you say, there's a way of stopping it and stopping it cold turkey, which I've tried several times this year, not this it's, year, but yeah. like, like this like end of last year. That's the thing. Like you can't mindset your way out of it. Be practical with it and be logical with it. And think of a strategy where you can slowly get rid of it. Well, I, well, I think I think the the strategy that you yeah. run with it is you you drop from two big cans to two small cans of V a day, then you roll that back the next week after yeah. that to one can of V a day, and then and then the day the day after the week after that you yeah. roll it to what one can every other day, and then the day after that you roll it to like two cans a week, and then the day the week after that you roll it to zero and fuck off. Because I was um I was having five coffees a day. Yeah, and then I dropped it to four, then three, using that strategy. Another strategy I did was, um, if you have like a really close friend, have an accountability partner. Yeah, and every time before I bought a coffee, I'd like text my friend Eve, like which one it is, like oh yeah, I'm having my fourth coffee today, and then he'll like bring you back into the world, and then you realize, oh shit, I shouldn't be having that. I'm your accountability partner, yeah. around, where I said your voice not going, Lester. You're doing really well, bruv. Carry fucking on. Yeah. <laughs> Stop fucking around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> mate, honestly, this has been an unbelievable podcast, mate. I really fucking loved having you on. And guys, look, I hope you've got so much fucking value from that. Um, I'll try and get Lester to ping me over um, some of these resources yep. and this, that, and the other to put the link. I'll put the links in the description to mm. any resources that you give me. Yeah. Um, but honestly, guys, I think you need to listen to that again because there's so much to take away from that. Um, and I wanted to really get out from Leicester today, not just about the opportunity in dropshipping, which we, which we all know is there, yeah. but like the, the, the other assets and mindset pieces and, and mm-hmm. things that have to come out through it in order to go and get that success, yeah. that success is guaranteed but if you if you want that guaranteed success one you have to never give up and two you have to be willing to go for four or five years to get it yeah and i think that's that's the real that's the realest shit bro so i really yeah. appreciate that and um let's try I'll, I'll attach your instagram below so people can follow you as well Definitely. but um is, is there anything you got to say before we go bro i don't know i think my biggest take in like life is um it's funny it's a spider-man quote from you know, the Spider-Man into yeah, the multiverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah Not the yeah. recent one, the cartoon one. Yeah. It was um, when one of them said, passion is unstable, logic is constant. And that's what... Passion isn't... Pa- is unstable. Logic is constant. So, it's not really do what you're passionate about. Yeah, do what you're passionate about. But think of it logically. 
you always have to think of everything logically. Like, think of the time we have in the day. We have 24 hours in the day. You sleep for eight, you work for eight. Yeah. You do other stuff. You still you still have time left over. Ask yourself, what are you doing in that time? Yeah. Another thing that's also helped is a, a What I Did Today book. So I fill that out. And you, when you reflect, like one day I was filling it out, bro. I wrote three things. <laughs> Woke up eight, played Fortnite. Yeah. And that's when, like, that's how you pick yourself up. But when you realize that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the, radi- the radical honesty. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's it just comes down to learning, never giving up. And, yeah, just keep going. Because the thing is, it could take you one year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but you have to enjoy the journey. And I enjoy the okay. journey. Uh, mate, I'm, in, I, I'm, in, I'm, enjoy, I am, I am enjoying this journey. Yeah. And, I'm, I, and I, I, hope, I hope I'm not long from compounding what will be a great podcast. It's just around the corner. Because um, when you think about it, what got you from – like nobody even knew about your podcast to a lot of people knowing about your podcast. And now you're like top five, top three in Australia or something. Um, top, I got to the top six in education in Australia last yeah. year. Yeah, What got you there is all the stuff you were doing. Yeah. And what will get you to number one is just keep doing it. Yeah. Mate, I've done five. It's the I, compound I, work. I've done five podcasts this week, bro. I yeah. fucking love it. It, it lights just me keep up. doing it. Mate, I fuck it. Up. Trust me, bro. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's honestly like the amount, the, the the plans and the amount of people and the people that are coming on here along this mm-hmm. journey and 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 the value that people are going to get for yeah. fucking free. Honestly, I if I ever got a message and it said, "Frankie, you've provided me no value on the podcast," I'd be like, I, I, "I'd be like, what are you fucking listening to?" <laughs> I think it comes down to perspective. At yeah, the end of the yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Because just try to find the value in everything. Yeah. No matter who a person is, rich, poor, whatever. The homeless man gave me this great value one time about like just life in general. Like try to find the value in everything. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's how you, you just grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure, the thing man. is you need to go through that shit because I don't know if you've ever grown like plants or anything, but you need mate, to put the shit mate, mate, on you, to grow. This, mate, the way I see it is... We're recording this now, and I have 70 podcasts out at mm-hmm. this point when we're recording this. That's 70 seeds I've planted. Mm-hmm. I'll plant another fucking 70 seeds yep. and see where we are then. I'm going to be a little bit further ahead than what I am now, yeah. and I'll plant another 170 after that. And guess what? I'll be a little bit further ahead after that. And that's all it is, bro. Yeah. It's sim- I'm following the same fucking process that you follow with dropshipping yep. in podcasting. It's simple as that. It's like we just all plant seeds. Every one of you that's listening to this. Every fucking one of you, whether you're studying to be a fucking nurse, whether you've got a fucking fashion brand, whether you're going to start a fucking leggings company, it's the same fucking process. Mm -hmm. It's the same fucking process. Just plant the fucking seeds daily, weekly, monthly. And you just water it. Just keep watering it. Because it's like a business. The more time you put into it is you watering that seed and eventually it'll give you fruit and provide for you. Yeah. It'll take care of you, it'll shelter you. Plant the trees that are... What, what's this fucking... How do I get this quote out? I, lo- I love this quote and I'm going to fucking ruin it. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking famous quote and it's like... Do you want to search you, it out? Huh? Do you want to search it out? No, no, no. You've got to plant the trees knowing that you might not be the one sitting in, sitting under its shade. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Legacy. What's your legacy going to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? There are people before us that planted trees that we now sit under to yep. have a fucking picnic. Think about that. How's, how's that for, for that. Just be grateful for that. There's a man out there or a woman out there that planted a tree in a park that you sit at, that yep. you've sat under with your fucking family, and they planted it knowing yep. full well they were never going to sit under its fucking shade. That's why, like, personally, I hate the stigma against the nine-to-five because at the end of the day, people have to work that nine-to-five for the world to work. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, if you've got that inner calling, that inner desire where you just have to do something, go chase after it. Go for it. Yeah, bro. Take little steps, one day at a time, two days at a time. Do one thing today. Do two things tomorrow. Compound it. And eventually, you'll break through. It's just about putting that work in and putting that time in. And yeah, eventually, because it wasn't long ago where I was scraping grills at McDonald's and then at a hog's breath, I was the mascot. And then all of a sudden, I'm living in a nice apartment, living a nice life, hanging out with cool people. Yeah, it goes man. so quick. You deserve all of it. You fucking deserve all of it, mate. And 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 I, I just want to say, for, as your friend, I'm yeah. fucking proud of you. Because, because, because... Make me blush. Nah, bro, I'm serious. Because you should always be proud of what your friends achieve. Simple as that. As simple as that. Like, it costs you nothing. And, and the one key takeaway I want most of you to get as well is like, if you're older than someone and there's someone younger than you, like Lester, who's done vastly well, always be willing to <coughs> always be willing to listen to him because there's always something you can learn off that. But guys, I hope to hell and back that you've had so much fucking value yep. from this podcast that me and Lester have dropped today. If we've dropped value in your ears, do me a fucking solid favour. Share it with all your fucking friends. Put it on Instagram, share it on Instagram, share it on social media, share it on Twitter, Facebook, all this other stuff. Like, help me get this podcast into more ears if you resonate with what I'm trying to build here. Mm-hmm. And that would really help me. And message Lester on Instagram. His Drop your Instagram. Lester Javelona. Lester Javelona. It'll be tagged, tagged below here. Drop, drop Lester a message. Drop me a message at Frankie Lee on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of the podcast. Yep. Let us know how you resonate with it. Let us know the things that you implement in your life. Like, fuck. It fucking lights me up, this does. Help me put it... If, if you've... Honestly, if you've honestly got any value out of anything I've put out in the last fucking 70-odd episodes mm-hmm. or 80-odd episodes, whatever we are by this point... For the love of God, help me put it in more people's ears. That's all I'm asking you for, right? That is all I'm asking you for. And that was Lester Javalona. I'm fucking proud of you, bro. And much love. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.